Yo, what's going on, everybody? Hey, it's Thursday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew, and we're just getting ready to get rolling. We got a great show coming up today. We really do. Um, let me start off by thanking a bunch of our partners who, without these guys, it doesn't happen around here. I'll start off with right over here, Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Alex will put up the QR code. You can use your phone. You can click on that for those of you that are watching on YouTube. For those of you that are listening on audio podcast, look, all I'm asking you to do is this. If you're going to go play blackjack or poker, this is the place to be, Seven Mile Casino, because uh, they have great gaming. It's a smoke-free environment. Parking is right there. It's not like you have to park in a structure and walk a mile. Um, the food is outstanding, and the location is the best. It's only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. So check them out at Seven Mile Casino and sevenmilecasino.com. Now, let me thank our newest partner, Blenders. You know, I've been telling you how much I love these because they've got this like aviator frame, but this sort of bluish colored uh, lens. And look over my left shoulder right here. This is the new ad that Blenders has been putting out for the San Diego State basketball team. You're seeing billboards around San Diego. Chase Fisher, their CEO and their founder, was on with us the other day. And he was telling us the story about how he is a San Diego State alum and is a fan wants to sell $75,000 worth of blenders and he's literally handing it off in NIL money to the to the ball players themselves as they get ready to go into the NCAA tournament okay so here's what we want to do we want to help chase okay go to the blenders website blenderseyewear.com or use the the QR code that's on the screen for those of you watching and let's hook up with these man and then when you buy them you save 20% by using our promo code which is just Kaplan K A P L A N so do something good for you do something good for San Diego State basketball do something good for the show do something good for a local company let's get you those new blenders and the beauty of blenders is this if you're going to go spend 200 or 300 dollars on a pair of sunglasses expensive sunglasses you lose them or break them you're pissed you can buy 5 6 pairs of blenders for the same amount of money Blenders Eyewear, use our promo code Kaplan. You're saving 20%. And by the way, that ad, Alex, that thing, that thing looks bomb, dude. That is a great looking ad that you created. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. All right. Hey, let me also uh, make some mention here of our friends at Prize Picks. Download this Prize Picks app and you can get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. So when you use our promo code Great Friends, the code is Great Friends on Prize Picks. You put in 100, they put in 100, now you have 200. You put in 50, they put in 50, now you got a hundo. And let me tell you something. Last night, I was all over this Lakers-Clippers game with LeBron and AD and Kawhi. I mean, I was like all in on this Laker game last night on Prize Picks. So download the Prize Picks app, use our code GREATFRIENDS, and get that first time 100% match up to $100 on your first deposit. You can even use Apple Pay on your phone. And then lastly, these guys right here, Athletic Greens, AG1, you hear about them all the time on other podcasts. You see them all over television. If you just use the QR code, get AG1, and here's why. Because you wanted to get healthy for 2024, so did I. I take it every day. In fact, I'm going to go get one before we start the actual show. Um, I drink it every day while we're on the air because it gives me the hydration with the 12 ounces of water, okay? Vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, probiotics, everything I need for my body that I don't really get from my food. And so if you're not careful with your diet and you're not just getting everything you need from massive amounts of vitamins and supplements, I don't take anything. I take one packet of this every day, one little drop of the vitamin D. Now, when you buy through us, you get the five free packets for travel. You get the one-year supply of vitamin D. So make sure you get your subscription on AG1. We've already doubled our sales for the year. I want to triple our sales going into March, okay? AG1, 
athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Let's start the show. Oh, great friends. What's going on? It is Kaplan and crew on a Thursday afternoon. Got Grande and the Brown man, the Holmish Bucha in the house and ready to go on a Thursday and what should be a really great day. We are coming to you live from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. And uh, for those of you that are thinking about your weekend plans right now, I mean, I'm going to start off with this. Saturday night, Browner Lawhead Grand Comedy Club out in Escondido, two shows, 6.30 and 8.30. But if you're thinking about something during the day or if you're not anywhere nearby and you can't make it, hey, Seven Mile Casino is a great place. Blackjack, poker, other table games, amazing food at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Parking is super easy. It's smoke-free. You're going to have a great time, and you're going to be a winner at Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. And uh, have a good time out there. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Um, let me start off by saying this. Grande, Brown Man, I want to tell you guys. Um, number one, Browner, you've been doing a great job the last couple of days by encouraging all the great friends who are watching on YouTube to hit the like button. Hit that like button. And I'm noticing that the likes are going up. So um, yesterday you even said, um, let's get to 100 likes, which I know if you're listening on radio right now, you're like, 100? That doesn't sound like very much. But think about it. We got people listening all over on radio throughout Southern California from San Diego up to Santa Barbara and San Luis Obispo and every place else up, up north in the Central Coast. And we got people watching on YouTube worldwide, listening on audio podcasts and tonight watching on TV. So we're kind of everywhere. So on YouTube, Brown, I, I like the idea of getting to 100 likes every day. And and we got to over 8000 subscribers, which I was very happy to see. So what so what the encouragement and the likes is. Mm hmm. Over time, the 8,000 people we have following the show, at some point, they'll come across that show just like it, y'all. That's it. You're already here. You're already checking it out. What you watch for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, or you watch the entirety of the show. Spend the first 20 seconds finding the like button for the show. Do it for your boy. Help a, help a brother out. Hit yeah. that like button. Again, we mm. start with 100. You got to start somewhere. Let's get 100 an episode. Like, 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 like it. Yeah, how come you look all blurry to me today? What's your deal today? Because you got bad internet. I don't. No, look no, blurry. no. I look, I look crystal clear. Alex looks crystal clear. Yeah, Browner, you don't. Yeah. Browner, you look, you looking, you looking fuzzy, bro. Can't you help you. Fuzzy bro. and you're loud. Yeah, but you weren't bad. loud before I hit record. I don't know That's what, what happens. I don't That's know, what I'm man. Saying, man. Fuzzy and loud. It ain't. It, neither of them things they got nothing to do with me. Hey, hit that like button and help that fuzzy loud brother out. That's right. Help yeah. me clear my way. Clear me up. Hit the like button. <laughs> <laughs> lower my volume hit the like button yeah um so look we're just getting going i don't know about you guys last night but alex um it's past christmas yes and, and it's past the all-star game yeah so tell me last night you were watching the lakers clippers you want to know the absolute truth yeah watched from tip tuned in sat down espn so i didn't have to go on my sister's Spectrum accounts go get Spectrum Sportsnet or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I watched from tip to three minutes in the third quarter. I was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I went mean, on my weird. phone. Yeah. Started on TikToking, Instagramming, just whatever. Come in bed very early yesterday. Get a text. Yo, can't believe Lakers won. And I was like, 
what are you talking about? Can't believe the Lakers. When I go on, I was like, the Lakers won. All right, cool. I missed the good stuff. Dude, it was an insane game because at the end of the third quarter, I want to say the Lakers were down like, I don't know, almost 20 points, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. right around 21. There. 21. And, yeah. And and I'll tell you, there was a moment in the third quarter. I want to say there maybe about two or three minutes left in the third quarter. Um, there was an outlet pass from all the way down in the Clippers end and uh, Russell Westbrook is running and uh, he gets this pass in stride and he kind of goes right past Austin Reeves and he slams one down like right hand. And I'm like, oh, that is like dagger time. Yeah, when that's Russell, about where I turned it off, actually, I think. Oh, yeah. When Russell yeah. Westbrook is just just dunking on a fool and the Clippers are running it up. I want to say they were up maybe by like 18 points at that stage of the game. And then I'm like, why am I sticking around here? I mean, I, I, I guess I'm sticking around to see how bad the Clippers put it on them, you know, because Kawhi Leonard was amazing. I thought for a lot of that game, because Anthony Davis, you know, I hear all these stories about Anthony Davis, about how great he is and how great he is of a defender. Um, and then I see a guy like Nurkic the other day from Phoenix, just working him uh, <laughs> at the rim. And then I see Kawhi Leonard going around him or, or other guys from the Clippers going around him. And um, listen, uh, I do have a a declaration about Anthony Davis when you're done, by the way. I'll just I'll just say this and then we'll we'll, because I want to keep going. LeBron James had a moment last night because there was all this talk going into the game about Clippers Lakers history and like all the great games between these two teams, memorable moments in the arena. Because remember, last night was the last time that those two teams will play head to head as co-tenants of Crypto.com because next year. Yes, next year uh, the Clippers move to their new home, which is going to be like the greatest arena on the planet. And I don't know what that's going to do for fans other than I know I want to go see some games and I don't really care to go. I mean, I'm just not a Clipper fan, so I don't care. Um, But last night, when you think about the history of that series in the history of that building, that's going to go down as an all-timer because LeBron James was, he was great. I mean, he was what he's supposed to be. He was great in the fourth quarter and let a massive comeback and outscored the Clippers by himself. What'd you think last night, Brown? I know you were watching. It made my stomach turn. It really <laughs> did. It, it made smart. me sick to my, it makes me sick to my stomach because as much as I love, I, I love what LeBron did last night because enjoy that. That's the essence. That's the greatness. That's the regular season that we wish more guys gave us what you saw LeBron do at the end of the game. The problem was the other team didn't meet the expectation to watch Kawhi Leonard. Just give up on the screen maybe six or seven straight times in a row for Daniel Tice to guard LeBron James? Where's the competition? And kudos to LeBron for going, you keep switching, I'm going to keep killing this clown. And that's what he did. He absolutely abused Daniel Tice, as the great LeBron James should. The fact that it took to the last possession for Kawhi Leonard to not switch and then deny LeBron from scoring and then LeBron returned to favor and did not oh, yeah. hit from scoring on the other end. Yeah, so, LeBron, LeBron the, had a great defensive play on Kawhi yeah, to, to end the game. game up. Yeah. And, and 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 kudos on the refs for going, no, you two win the game. You two figure it out. But I thought that I thought Kawhi Leonard's lack of desire to defend LeBron James into the very last possession was the reason that they lost the game. I thought what LeBron did was magnificent, and I was on the edge of my seat. Like I was standing up by the time the last minute happened, because that's what I love. What, what made me sick was to see LeBron keep coming down. I'm like, okay, it's the last minute. They're going to stop switching. And I was screaming at my television, stop switching, stop switching. They didn't. 
They didn't. So, you know, I, it was awesome, though. It was great. The fact that D'Angelo Russell just, like, kind of can catch the yeah, ball and, right. and volleyball it into the Dude, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell, like, two months ago was saying, hey, you know what? I'm not I'm not a catch-and-shoot guy. Oh, really? Because <laughs> at least twice in that game, I saw him catch the ball up above his head and just catch it and fire it. Yeah. You know? And it was that that one play in particular and that, like, kind of dagger three-pointer where D'Angelo mm-hmm. turned around at the crowd and said, shh. I mean, he had his hands above his head. LeBron hit him perfectly, and I'll bet you he didn't have that ball in his hands for a tenth of a second. Boom. Never brought it down. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a crazy game. Um, I, I do want to say this. As someone that didn't finish the game, so I'm not going to sit here and talk trash <laughs> like I watched the whole game, I will say this. Yeah, go ahead. Last night encapsulated the Clippers tenure inside Staples slash Crypto.com Arena. To have a home game with all the Lakers banners covered up, mm-hmm. dressed up in that old English Los Angeles font that's going to get thrown in the trash after this year, mm-hmm. with a star player not playing because he's always hurt, and to give up a 21-point lead in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter mm-hmm. to LeBron James. Like, right. That's the way they should get booted right. to Inglewood. Like honestly, Clippers. right? Like hey, it's nothing to do with the current Clippers. It's just as a whole, right? right. Organization there, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's it's kind of like the Chargers losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars when they've got a twenty-seven nothing lead at halftime. You know, yeah. it's it's that's who the Clippers have been organizationally throughout yeah. their and, you know their existence. It, I think that the the primary reason I'm saying this, I, I did go back and I watched fourth quarter today because I wanted to get an idea of it, and the sound. Yeah, right. This is Laker fans in there, right, man. Right, like it's exactly. Laker fans in there. I have, I have bad news. I have, I have bad news for people. It's gonna be that way when they move into this new building, too. By I the agree. way, I agree. Well, it's you mean like when the, when the Lakers play the Clippers in Englewood, it'll be more Lakers. Yes. Fans. Yeah, no, it'll I, be I think the same. Right. And they can do yeah. that whole what's it called the wall or whatever wall of yeah. fan wall, do, wall, yeah, sure, wall of sound. Steve Ballmer, you're not the first person to try it, dude. Like. It well, is what it is, man. Don't not try. I mean, keep keep trying. I mean, if, yeah. you're, if, if you're moving to a new building that's going to be significantly better, and if you can give a better fan experience and you change all of your branding and logos and everything else, you're doing everything you should do to compete in the market. Listen, I'll right. say this. Ultimately, if you're the Chargers, you should be looking at the Clippers and going, we got to do the same thing. We can't yes. share a building and have it be somebody else's home. What the, what the Clippers have done is be a model for what a second city team should be doing. Right. This right. is what the Chargers should be doing. It's what the White Sox should Except be doing. It's what the Mets thing. should be doing. It's what the it's what the, the the Brooklyn Nets should be doing. Yeah. Well, they did. The Brooklyn Nets no, did. Do that. They. I would say mm-hmm. that they failed in one thing and one thing only. What? They should have kicked the Clippers' name out to existence too. A they lot of people just think they should have just started Ooh. new. That just because that thing is always going to have Donald Sterling lingering in the background. That the Clipper name has failed so many times. Like I just think it was such a great opportunity for them to completely just like, hey, we're the whatevers, you know? Like, see, but the problem with that is that's a brand name. Regardless of how you feel about the name, it's it's recognizable. Yeah, and but, it's a brand. Yeah, but so, so what I mean, switching like- that. Yeah, but you you were the once the Washington Bullets, you became the Washington yeah. Wizards. You were once the Washington Reds. How that work out? The Washington Commanders. Well, how did it work? How's out? that working know. out? I don't. It's, I don't know because I don't. I don't study how they do in terms of what their brand was versus what their brand is. My point is simply that I now call them the Wizards. I now call them the Commanders. If the Clippers I mean, change their name, Mr. Pib and Dr. Pepper right now. You know what I mean? Like you're Mr. Pib and Dr. Pepper. Why not just go? Hey, we're going to be 
whatever. We're, we're getting rid of this name because everybody knows that we're the lower end of Dr. Pepper. That's my only point. Well, let me ask a basketball question, though, Brown. I want to I get back to this because I don't See, know yeah, the answer. I'm talking in Browner terms. He's, yeah. I, got, I made him, I made him stop talking when I yeah. started talking soda because he's like, right. Yeah. 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 He asked me a question. No, no. I he asked me a question. I, I, I don't because I don't know analytical basketball this way. I don't know it. I didn't play high school basketball. Um, and I, did, I didn't I didn't play college basketball. I don't know the answer to this. When you say that Kawhi kept switching, and mm-hmm. you're you're saying to us that Kawhi didn't want LeBron, didn't want to defend him, didn't want to compete with him. That mm-hmm. surprises me because me too. Because Kawhi has had so much success defending LeBron throughout his career, and, and so, did when he finally decided to. So I don't understand. Like, explain from a like a legitimate, like real, uh, analytical basketball uh, mind because I don't have it. Explain how a player like Kawhi can just switch like what you're saying like rather than because you're saying that he didn't want to compete with lebron you're you're kind of knocking his effort Kawhi. So, and i just i just think of him as being such a great defensive player and such a competitor how is he able to on his own make a decision i don't want to do this so you do this explain that part so it's referred to as mismatch hunting if you hear someone say mismatch hunting what this means is you find the guy who's the bet the worst defender on the court and you have that guy set a screen, and upon that screen, almost all NBA teams switch now because the, the heights don't really vary. Everybody's pretty much doing the same thing. So they basically switch on every screen. This is why you see Steph Curry guarding LeBron at the end of the game because they've now switched, and Draymond Green and Steph Curry's man sets the screen, so now Steph Curry's guarding, Dray, is guarding LeBron for the last play of the game. So this is what kept happening last night for about, Five to six straight minutes, LeBron James would come down the court Mm -hmm. and he would get a screen. Whoever was guarding Daniel Tice, it doesn't matter who's guarding Daniel Tice. You're now going to come and set the screen on Kawhi. The screens weren't even effective. These screens by Anthony Davis were light, if any. And Kawhi would just pass off and now he's guarding Anthony Davis or he's guarding Rui Hachimura or he's guarding whomever. What what Uh, Daniel Tice was guarding. What what should he have? What what should Kawhi have done? fight over the screen like he did. And you can see an example of it on the last offensive play for Lakers. He fought over the screen to defend LeBron and caused LeBron to take an off one-legged jump shot fading to the left, which caused LeBron to miss. Now, if he'd have done that eight plays before consistently for about three plays, I think the Clippers would have won the game. But the idea for the Clippers' defensive philosophy is to switch everything Oftentimes, when you get to a point like that, when that guy's that hot, you have to stop switching because Daniel Tice can't guard LeBron James. It doesn't matter what your defensive philosophy is. You got to throw that out for this last four or five minutes because it's winning time. And in right, an gonna, atmosphere like that. Watch. Now that you're explaining it, I'm going to go back and watch because when I was watching, like I listen, it's kind of like if, if you're watching an NFL football game with a guy who played quarterback in the NFL, he's going to see the game totally different. Okay. Mm-hmm. The way, what you're saying right now, when I was watching this game, it never occurred to me what you're saying. So you, let me just get it one more time. LeBron is coming down the floor. Mm-hmm. He's looking. He's looking for Daniel Tice because he's he's going to try and Correct. look for a mismatch. And then Correct. and then Anthony Davis is going to come over and set the screen for LeBron. Whoever's guarding Daniel Tice, whoever that person, it could be D'Angelo Russell. If you're guarding, if you're guarding uh, Daniel, Daniel Tice is guarding you. You come set a screen on Kawhi Leonard. 
So it, it, it's irrelevant who Tyson's guarding. That person is setting the screen. And this particular chant, time, it kept being Anthony Davis. Okay, I'm I'm going to try and watch this now and look at it differently. Alex, you uh you look at it that way? I don't look at it that way. And so to hear Browner say it as if, okay, so I'm watching uh, Le LeBron. One time he went around Harden. He, he put a ball up and got his own rebound and then put one in. That made it uh, 106-101. The Clippers had the lead at that point. Then LeBron's up at the top around the three-point line, and then he's just – and I don't even know who the defender was. And the uh, white guy? Uh, light skin for sure. I Daniel, that's that's okay. Daniel Tice. And then he, and he shot. He just, he just shot right over him. But there was no screen. There was no screen. Then he then he drove and he passed one out to Rui. I'm just watching some highlights. And Rui hit that three that put him up 109, 106 with three minutes. Right. To go. So what you're what you're what you're not seeing on the highlight is the initial defender is Kawhi Leonard. When he crosses half court, the defender is Kawhi Leonard. On the highlights, they don't cover that portion of the of the exchange. They cover the the result of the of the basket. Mm -hmm. So. If, if, when you're watching a game and you and you see the per the, the 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 marquee guy against the marquee guy across half court, but when the play starts to work its way through, you see the marquee guy on one end, and then the guy with the ball being LeBron James against some guy you don't even recognize. Mm. Like that's to me, to me, that's bad for the NBA. Because what, how awesome would it have been five straight possessions, Kawhi Leonard versus LeBron James on both ends of the court? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't, think the, I, I didn't think I think like the Clippers that. defended from the original. The you know, I, like I said, I went back and watched it today, so I didn't pay that close attention like Browner did. But what I think the Clippers did is what every team does against Lakers is switch because they don't have a three point threat. So what's the what? There is no threat when you switch all the time, because Anthony Davis is a terrible three point shooter. D'Lo gets hot once every three games. Reeves untrustworthy. Rui untrustworthy. Last night, in my opinion, you just got beat by a guy that got hot. And I get what Browner's saying. It would have been great for the NBA to see that highlight tape for Kawhi on Le on LeBron. Instead of LeBron making those over Daniel, what'd you call him? Tice. Tice. Daniel Tice. Tice. Dude. Okay. But it would have been cooler if it was over Kawhi. But I just think the guy got hot, man. It yeah, happens. I mean, look at the numbers but, in the fourth quarter. Or, I mean, the fourth quarter, I Lakers want to say. He outscored, he outscored the Clippers in the fourth quarter he, by he, himself. He, <laughs> he, had, he was five for eight from three-point range. If you put up uh, the screen, uh, there is a 21-point comeback. LeBron had 34 points. Six boards, eight assists, seven for 12 from three, five of eight in the fourth quarter. And he only went to the free throw line once. And there, down at the bottom of the screen, LeBron outscored the Clippers 19 16 in the fourth quarter. And um, the, the next one is you actually could see, Alex, I know you paused it. In the fourth quarter, with 11.40 to go, the Lakers were down by uh, 21 points. And they came, in 11 minutes and 40 seconds, they wound up winning the game by four points. And uh, and LeBron after the game here, let's let's take a listen to what he had to say because this was vintage. I know we, we've kind of heard this, you know, what, what it feels like to be in the zone, you know, in our in our sport, and um, that's just a feeling. Um, when you feel like everything that you put up is, is is going in, and you know, with the you know, for me, I just kept it, I kept it consistent. I wasn't taking ill wise shots. Um, I stayed in the course of the offense um, when I was able to get the switches. I was able to give myself some space and get a couple more looks. You know, so my teammates did a great job of continuing to find me, you know, and then I just try to dictate the tempo, dictate the game, you know, as we started making a run for it and getting the game closer and closer and closer. Mm. There you go. The best thing about a great oh, offensive God. NBA player is that the guy who is considered in the NBA a good defender, right? Like a PJ Tucker, where you saw he made the first couple shots over PJ Tucker, who's a good defender, perimeter defender against bigger physical guys like LeBron, Katie, and so forth and so on. They treat that like a boxer. 
at some point the boxer has you measured. Like how LeBron would murder Iguodala, but against Iguodala, he defends everybody else well, but against LeBron, he just he just didn't have it. Because a guy measures you, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's what's been so magnificent about LeBron. Once he has you measured offensively, you're cooked. Yeah. You're cooked. Was, and also, but it does the same frame. We've seen guys put LeBron in a pretzel, like Kawhi in the finals when he was on the Spurs. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, so you've seen it the other way around too. Sometimes you can get in LeBron's head if you really come but that's on. Why, that's it's why rare. I'm so surprised that, that it, you know, Kawhi A didn't stay on him, but B, the Correct. way Browner describes it is that Kawhi just didn't, didn't want, want to. And I'm surprised to hear that. So, all right, listen, we're, we're just getting going. It was the game that everybody was watching last night. And, and it was probably the game that most of you guys did what Alex did, which was went to sleep and then woke up and went, wait a second, what? How did that happen? Hey, stick around. We're just getting going. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. And uh, I want to move into a little bit of football talk, like right away. Hang out. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, what's going on? It is a Thursday afternoon here on Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And as we do every day, we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. And uh, we started the show today talking about the Lakers last night over the Clippers. And honestly, we would probably never start a show talking NBA basketball. But with all the talk earlier in the week of LeBron and uh, leave my kid alone, and he doesn't care about your draft status, and he just wants to be a college kid, get off his back. And I just love the fact that people like Stephen A. Smith and Ryan Clark, um, they kind of jumped all over LeBron. Like when I jump all over LeBron, I'm like, come on, LeBron, you did this, man. This is all on you. You made this up. You, you're the one who's a spokesperson all the time for Bronny. You're the one that told everybody you wanted to play with him. You're the one that told him that he's better than all these guys you're watching on League Pass. You're the one that said he could be playing for the Lakers this year. Like when I call him out, people are like, mm, mm, problem with LeBron, huh, white guy? Okay. Like immediately, that's how people respond to that. But when I see Stephen A. Smith jump all over the brother and I see Ryan Clark, ain't nobody saying that. So with all the LeBron talk this week, to see LeBron. And plus, your boy can't like criticize him when he has to interview him on the sidelines, you know? Oh, George, my, my boy yeah. Sedano could never, never. The Miami, Miami guy. No way, man. Well, I mean, that. listen, it's like last night the game ends, and my boy Sedano, who's doing the sidelines on the game on ESPN, he's standing right there, and mm-hmm. he's got he's to gotta go talk to LeBron. And if you're going to get LeBron to do an interview with you after the game on ESPN, you better, you, you better have his back, you know? Um, Stephen A. Smith is going to make, you know, $12 million this year. And then he's going to make probably $20 million next year. Stephen A. Smith got the kind of money and the kind of platform to stand up to LeBron. Most people mm-hmm. don't. Most people don't. You know, mm-hmm. well, that's just the fact. That's just the once fact. LeBron, oh. Once LeBron takes off that Laker jersey, I'll be back to being LeBron hater. It's pretty hard being a LeBron fan, <laughs> to be totally honest with you, dude. it's gonna be honest with you guys dude Uh, it's actually it's funny you bring this is a conversation because this weekend when i was with the boys up in uh, phoenix a lot of them most of them were all laker fans Mm -hmm. and we literally sat at a brewery and we talked about and we all agreed with the sentiment that this particular core lebron and ad have made it so difficult to root for this team there's no connection with the fans Mm. 
Like it's it's so hard Sterile. to be it feels emotionally it feels invested. Yeah, it's like LeBron's here for the brand. You know, mm-hmm. he's not here for the jersey. And obviously, I'm not going to bring up Kobe. Kobe has Kobe wanted to be a Clipper. You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe wasn't perfect either. So what I'm saying though is like there isn't this emotional connection with the team. At least I don't feel it. And people, I, people could disagree with me, but I know that my group of friends, there just isn't this emotional attachment to this team. And I think that's why I cling on to guys like Caruso and Reeves and Rui is because I feel like I feel something with those guys. Like they want to be a Laker. They they're they're not just fighting for the brand. They're fighting because they want to be a Laker. They want to be the best they can. Obviously, LeBron and AD are the best players. But every time you hear him talk, it's just like business, man. It's like business. But why you bring up Caruso though? I'm just just because of what he was. But he was what he was like. What like, he meant. There were so many fans that were pissed when he when we didn't resign him because mm-hmm. what he meant. It was like fun watching him. Correct. You could tell that he wanted to be a Laker. I get that Try same hard. vibe with Reeves. He tries hard. And there's something to like to you know this like underdog story that we obviously you're not going to get it with LeBron. He's the top of the top, the cream of the cream. So, but. Yeah, man, it's hard to to get behind this team as a fan personally. And you people feel that way about Reeves. They feel that way about because you found them. Those aren't high lottery picks. Yeah, those aren't big free agent signings. Those got no one knew who they were until they put that purple and gold on and they started playing well. So that's your guy. Yeah, yeah. you LeBron's never going to go down. And I'm sure the Lakers will put a statue up, but because that's oh, just what they do don't. now. But. He, LeBron isn't a Laker, man. Like LeBron's gonna go down as a Heat, as a Cav more than anything. And AD, I don't know. Like AD might be here for the next five years and change my mind. But AD's not like in my head. He's still kind of a Pelican almost. Like well, it's I weird. Think, I, I don't. Think, it's not so much that AD's a Pelican to me. It's just more that AD is LeBron's number two guy. You know, and so they're a, they're a package deal. And you know, you talk about Kobe and look. I, I, look, I'll just say this. The one thing about Kobe Bryant is. You know, he died as a young man, sadly, you know, and he was so well liked and loved when he died and the circumstances, you know, with his daughter and these other folks and on this helicopter and what he was doing in his post basketball life made him even more lovable, you know, but look, there were moments in Kobe's career, whether it's the Eagle Colorado incident and how that impacted the basketball team, because it did happen during basketball season. Okay. And he was going back and forth between court to games. I mean, court to court. And there was that, and there was that moment where he was um, telling the Clippers, I'm coming over to you guys. I'm leaving the Lakers. I am a Clipper. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, and people, um, because when somebody dies young and tragically, people don't even think about that stuff anymore. That statue in front of Staples is so gigantic, dude. I, I know you guys probably haven't been there yet. But I'm telling you, it is so huge that the Magic Johnson statue next to it or the Luke Robitaille statue next to it are dwarfed. And Oscar de la Hoya, oh, my God, bro, he's in the shadows. His his <laughs> his statue is a little peanut statue, okay? It's nothing. And apparently— Did he ever fight there? I don't know, or that, or if it's just that he's <laughs> that he's just he's Mr. L.A. I mean, right? He's L.A.'s golden boy, but, but did he but, even fight but, there? But, but do you know? But do, and we can, we can look that Probably up. Probably in alley once. But do you know? Do you know that there are two more Kobe statues coming? Yeah. Now I didn't know that, and I was like, but why? Like, there's an eight, there's a twenty-four, and then there's one with uh, his daughter, right? Yeah. But I, I, and listen, I don't get me wrong. I mean, put up as many statues as you want because people love to see them. And I mean, every day I go there, I can see that there are people outside taking pictures. So it means something to them. Kobe Bryant 
meant something to them. But but in the end, even after Kobe got through his personal problems and even after he had that flirtation with the Clippers, he put his heart and soul into the Lakers. And that's what people were appreciated about him. LeBron James, to your point, LeBron James, it feels like a business transaction. Like he plays for the Lakers because they're the brand, the Lakers, and they're in Los Angeles, and that's where his business is, and that's where his production company is, and that's where he's expanding his empire, et cetera, et cetera. I understand exactly, exactly what you're saying. I think one of the things that we keep we always forget about Kobe Bryant as you bring up the the negative things that happened in his career and his playing career. That's what endured him to people of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of those yeah, things being that in court uh, same day and then going to the playoff games. Right. That. That made him a hero. That yeah. made him a cult-like figure. That created an aura around him that Shaq never had. Like, Shaq started with Orlando, came to the Lakers, won, moved on. But Shaq is loved. Shaq's got a statue. But what Kobe Bryant is bigger than any, any professional athlete ever in the history of Los Angeles, and that includes Magic Johnson. That's why his statue dwarfs Magic Johnson's. So, And I think the thing is, the reason why AD can't get that love, he doesn't, tr he doesn't, he doesn't try. He doesn't try. Because I think AD could be, he could fall into the Caruso level of love in LA. He could fall into the Reeves level of love where people just love AD. AD's ours. Like Shaq was, like people say Shaq's a Laker. People could say AD's a Laker. But he just doesn't seem to care. He literally just doesn't, he loves basketball during the season. But he feels like he's now turned I mean, into one of these people who loves what basketball has given to him. And there's a bit that, like people could be like, well, what about Powell? You know, Powell was the number two and Powell was comfortable being the number two. But like there was this this desire to be not only the best partner for Kobe, but there was this desire to be part of that community. And I know the Laker mm -hmm. community is is national, but. I just think that there was, I remember vividly like being stoked when they got him and, and just like immediately buying into like, cause you could just feel this, this passion that he always resonated. And with AD, it's just, it's almost bland, man. Like it's in mm. a, and, and, and you know, he's really good at basketball yep, when he wants to good. be, when he can very be. Good. Very and, good. but for Powell, there was this passion. And I think it might've been a little, the Spaniard in him, you know, that this, this passionate of, of how mm -hmm. he carries himself, but. It could also I mean, be it could also be his very... connection to Kobe. I mean, you know, listen, you you loved Kobe and Powell loved Kobe. And like you said, Powell helped Kobe win more after Shaq left. And right. and and the other part of it is they did win. You know, right. like I'll just give but you guys I, example. So did, so did AD and so did LeBron. And they're yeah, all but but their their win, their their one championship. And I'm not trying to down on it, okay, but it, it People don't have the same appreciation for the bubble championship. No different, by the way, than people don't have the same appreciation for the only one World Series that Dave Roberts and Clayton Kershaw and this Dodgers team has won because it was in a shortened season. You know, and hey, listen, let me ask you guys this question though. So, so the Lakers play last night. They have to make this massive comeback. LeBron has one of the most vintage LeBron performances, I mean, that I can remember in the last couple of years, really. Now, tonight. Um, they'll play against Washington, and I'm on Prize Picks right if now. He even plays well. This is well, this is my question. <laughs> so I'm on Prize Picks right now, okay. And if you download the Prize Picks app and you use our code Great Friends, Prize Picks will match your first deposit 100% up to $100. And by the way, depositing into Prize Picks is really really easy right now because you can use Apple Pay. So 
let me ask you guys, Anthony Davis tonight, um, 26 and a half points against Washington. Browner, what do you think, man? Mm. <laughs> he scored 20 points last night. You, you're not going to get what LeBron did last night, 34. So could Anthony Davis step up tonight big? Against what does Washington have that they right. lost twelve in a row is what they have. Okay, Washington <laughs> they got the great Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Washington yeah, is welcome bad. home Kuzmania. You feel me? Washington is as bad as it gets, man. So I don't. It, I, AD's not going to play long in this game if he does play. This, this thing, right this here, gonna, this points, rebounds, assists is a monster number. I would go less on a, that. Bad that's boy. a big, big number. What was big the points, number. rebounds, and assists on forty-three on and a half for AD? Yeah, yeah. What about Kuzma tonight? I mean, Kuzma comes back to LA. Oh, huge number. Lakers coming off of you know big emotional win last night. Twenty two and a give, half. I would give him Ooh, shot attempts. Dude, here I like shot this. attempts. I love the Goblin seventeen and a half for Kuzma tonight. I love to go that. to go more you it, can only go more. You can only right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. I mean, tonight I got to play. I got to play something here tonight with Kuzma. Yeah, I see the Goblin is at twenty at seventeen and a half. And the uh, did you get your dart pick in? No, I haven't gotten my dart pick in yet, bro. You best hurry up, man. Shout out right. to the dart picks. Okay, wait, let me get to darts here. Oh, literally, um, like we got wait, where's my boy Luke Lidler? There he is. There he is. All right, here's Luke. You got about two hours to put it in. By the time people see this, they can't. So I hope y'all get it. And I told y'all week, Luke. So Lidler. am I gonna go more than three? More, baby. These are He's three 100, 180s thrown. Okay, so I got Luke, and then I got to put him together with somebody tonight on, on the Lakers. You know, they're gonna go Kuzma. Well, mm -hmm. I am. I'm. I'm. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying oh, to get. Wow. Tell me, dude. Tell me. That's badass. Tell me. They got freaking combine. Look at this. Oh, they no got way. forty times. times. Oh boy. <laughs> no That's so sick. No way. <laughs> yes. Oh my oh. god, that's badass. great. I wish I knew more about the, that. I would definitely. Yeah, the only some problem bets. is the players I know don't run. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's hilarious that's dude sick. how about how about steph curry tonight against the knicks more than five assists less than five assists more 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 the knicks more. play good defense okay how about this scott yeah curry and lebron points combo 53 and a half tonight over mm -hmm. is more. that where where you find that one? Oh, points combo points yeah, combo there it is yeah um, I got it. All right, Steph point, and LeBron. Point combo. I like rebound combos and point combos. Like tonight, Brandon Miller, Giannis, more than 45 and a half. I'm going more. Okay, I'm going to play that one. Okay. So, so far, here's, combine stuff. here's what my ticket looks like. I got Luke Lick, <laughs> Luke Littler, the 17-year-old dart thrower. Yeah, I've got baby. Steph Curry to go more than five assists. I've got Steph and LeBron to score more than 53 and a half points combined. I've got Giannis and Brandon Miller to score more than 45 and a half points combined. And if I get all four correct, I'm going to go 10 times my money. Ooh. Ooh. Boy, I'm going to play that. Yeah. I'm going to play Cook. that. I'm going to play it. I just played it right Cook. now. Nice. I just played it. Price oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I can't play the same player twice in the same thing. So I'm going to take Steph Curry's assists out. And now I'm playing for five times my money. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Look good. at you. Dude, I love Look it. I love you. prize picks. I do. Hey, listen, um, join me, Browner, Grande, and 7 million other people all around uh, who are playing prize picks. And for those of you that are watching right now, you can click on the prize picks uh, QR code. And for those of you that are listening, you can go to prize picks and download the app and use our code great friends, and you'll get that first deposit match of up to $100. So um, check them out at prize picks and um, pick more, pick less. It's just that easy, really. 
all right. So listen, I said in the uh, opening segment, we were going to come back and we were going to talk some football. So um, let's, let's actually do that a little bit. Cause Alex, you just mentioned combine numbers. Yeah. Uh, I just got a text from my buddy, Alex Van Pelt. Now the, the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns, or excuse me, of the, oh, the oh, New England oh. Patriots. You gotta get that out your system. Oh, I know. Okay. Now the I'll, offensive coordinator, I'll get San Diego Charger guy. Yeah, of of the Patriots, and he sent me a picture, and he goes, "Your boy Michael Silver says what's up." <laughs> it's mm. a picture of him That's and Michael Silver. Uh, yeah, and if anybody doesn't know the story, Browner, do you know the story? Do you know who Michael no Silver idea is? Who Michael Silver is? No. Michael Silver, longtime writer for Sports related to Michael J. Fox. No, no, just because oh. their first names are the same is not, no. Um, Michael Silver was a longtime writer for the uh, uh, NFL Network, longtime personality, television personality on the NFL Network, longtime writer for Sports Illustrated. And anyway, this guy, he's he's been around NFL media a really long time, very well known and very well respected. Uh, Michael and I were friends. And many years ago, the Chargers were in San Diego and Norv Turner was the coach of the Chargers. And um, Michael put out a column, I don't remember, I think it was in Sports Illustrated, that he had come to San Diego, he'd hung out with some of the players, and some unnamed players, unnamed sources said this and this and this about Norv Turner, the coach about of the Chargers at the time. And mostly it was about Norv's inability to be a good leader. I don't remember all the details. And Norv's a great guy, still lives in San Diego, see him around all the time. Norv was one of those guys that everybody loved, but everybody criticized as a head coach. Okay. So Silver comes on the air one day and I go, Michael, why is it that you have these unnamed sources in your, in your piece here? Like, like why, why can't these sources be named? And he gets all offended. You know, he's like, Oh, okay. Kaplan. Um, Oh, what do I have to, I have now I have to explain the mechanics of my job to you now. Like I have to explain how this works. I'm like, no, it's just that like what they said is not so bad, man. Like what, what they said was, I don't know. It just doesn't seem that bad. Like, why can't somebody attach their name to it? Like, just put their name next to it. He's like, oh, no, no. Now I have to explain the mechanics of my job to you. Blah, blah. So so Michael starts getting all huffy on me. And I'm like, you know what? Screw you, bro. Boom. <laughs> hung up on him. On the air. Hung up on him. Right? <laughs> so, dude, I'm like, okay. I mean, just, you know, he's yelling at me. I'm yelling at him. We're, we're friends off the air. I hung up on him. Big deal. I swear to you. I swear to you. It's been 20 years. This guy hasn't talked to me and I, I would go places and I'd be like, Oh, come on. He doesn't care about that anymore. And our common friend, he'd be like, Oh yes, he does. You stay over there and he's going to stay over there. I'm like, mm -hmm. you're kidding me. Like we, I would see him at Super Bowl parties, dirty looks, you know? Um, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go say hi to Michael Silver. Don't go do that. Don't, 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 don't do that. You know? Um, I mean, how dare you do that to the great Michael Silver? How dare you? You got some because I bro. have been around Michael Silver. I've never mm -hmm. met Michael Silver. Obviously, he's never been on the show mm -hmm. since I started working with you. Mm -hmm. And that dude just carries himself with this like, like, I'm an NFL network reporter. I have unnamed sources vibe. You know, like sometimes when you're in Radio Row, you just get that vibe from people. Mm -hmm. He's one of them. Yeah, I know. And I've seen him a million times since. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm too gutless to even walk up and talk to him. Like, like I don't even have the guts Ooh. to walk up to him and be like. Hey man, what's he gonna do? Put his arm around you and threaten you like Sean Merriman? No, Come no. on. Now. See, with him, I will kick his freaking ass. You know, but I'm I don't. Sure about I, that? I don't do the Hebrew on Hebrew violence. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. You feel me? So your boy's so, at the combine, huh? So my boy VP is at the uh, combine. And he sends a picture. Me and Silver. Silver so what says, we, "What's up?" We're we looking at. We're we looking at uh, Drake May. We're looking at Jaden Daniel. We're looking at Caleb Williams. We're looking at Michael Penix. What are we? Oh, Michael Come on Penix. Now. 
Oh, please. You want me, for, you want me for me to break some news? You want to break some news? Yeah. By the way, I did read an article earlier today that the, the uh, Patriots are definitely drafting a quarterback. Oh, with number no, three. of course. Well, yeah, no, got to. Oh, at the, New England, the New England Patriots mm -hmm. will be the team that trades up to number one. You Market, I, 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 no, I said it here first. I said it here. The, the Bears will take a quarterback at number three. Did you hear who it's your not, boy it, it, your boy said you guys who the Bears should take today on and this on this is why this is this is why I'm telling you the Bears will take a quarterback at number three. They're gonna trade with Watt. They're gonna trade with New England. New England's gonna get the number one pick. The Bears are gonna get the number three pick. They're still gonna take a quarterback, but it will not be Caleb Williams. So I'm, I'm telling you, who said this? I mean, you, you're telling us Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky said this today Th that he thinks yes. that that he thinks that. The, the Patriots will trade no, he up. Think, no, 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 no. I'm saying the Patriots will trade up. He said that the he thinks the first quarterback taken should be Jaden Daniels. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. He didn't say anything about the Patriots or anything like that. He said all three of the quarterbacks are good. It's not a knock on them. He just thinks that Jaden Daniels is the best of the three. Yeah. I would, if I were the Bears, my, I, I think if I were the Bears, it would really come down to this. I'm either staying with, uh, with what I've got or I'm taking Caleb Williams. Yeah. Um, I would rather take Jaden Daniels. Now, if they take Jaden Daniels, all all I'm okay. I'm oh okay. man, are you kidding me? I'm okay. If they I take Jaden Daniels, I'm okay. I don't so, like Caleb Williams. I don't like him. I understand you don't like him, but I mean, and I'm not saying that he's again. We had this conversation yesterday. I'm not saying he's the, mm -hmm. the next Patrick Mahomes, but I I didn't see enough of Jaden Daniels this year at all. He won the Heisman Trophy, and I never saw LSU play one game, not one. So, um, but I will tell you this. I would love to see my boy Van Pelt get one get of these Williams. two. Get one of these two guys. Get Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels. Um, because because if Caleb goes one and and uh, the other kid is it Drake May goes two, and Jaden mm -hmm. falls to three. To me, that guy Jaden Daniels, he's the next Lamar Jackson. And this is what I'm saying. If the Bears take him at three after a trade from one to three, I'm okay with that. All right, stick around, everybody. Uh, Want to start getting into a little bit of Padre spring training news. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right, everybody. Hey, a uh, little, little halftime timeout here. A um, couple of quick things. I always like to mention this at the halftime. Would you please do the show a favor and go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, and while you're there, there's a lot for you. All of our Instagram posts, Twitter posts, YouTube posts, everything that we do is there. All of our partnerships, whether it's Athletic Greens, because um, you're like, hey, I want to get that Athletic Greens subscription. Click on it. Okay. Um, hey, I want to get that that code from Tory Holistics. Click on it. You save 20% at Tory Holistics. Hey, I want to um, get those sunglasses and I want to save that 20% with blenders. Click on the logo. It, it is really easy. Then if you scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and you put in your email, we send out one email a week on Friday. We don't spam. And by the way, that's when we remember to do it. Okay. So we don't spam you. We don't, we don't hit you up every day. We're not asking you for jack shit. All we're doing is just reminding you of the show, the stuff that went on, some of our sponsors and our partners. And if you put your email in, you'll be part of our email list. And then the last thing is while you're there, you can hook up with some of the merch, the Kaplan and crew merch, because we're getting ready to announce the official date of our boat trip on the Yacht America. And I hope that everybody will be there wearing our gear. Like, okay, Saturday night, when we show up at uh, Grand Comedy Club in Escondido for Brown or Lawhead, I hope to see people wearing the Kaplan and crew gear. You get it 
on our website. And then one last thing I want to mention, everybody, and that's my man, Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299 for Gary Cooper. I say it every day. It's a rough, rough, rough time right now in the housing industry um, and in the lending industry. And if you're trying to buy a house right now, good luck because there's very low inventory. Prices are high. Interest rates are high, although expected to be coming down. Okay. But I know what you're thinking. I can't buy a house because I don't have the down payment. There are loan programs for people who do not have the down payment. So don't be afraid to call. Okay. Don't be embarrassed that you don't have the 20% in cash sitting in your bank account. Most people don't. Talk to Gary. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299. Because he can show you how homeownership is still truly achievable. If you're a little flexible, okay, and you're willing to kind of move to parts, you know, maybe that you hadn't thought about before. Home ownership is achievable and start building wealth through home ownership with my man, Gary Cooper. All right, let's get back to the second half of the show. Let's go. Hey, great friends. Glad to have you guys all here with us for our Cox Your View halftime exclusive. This is me and Grande and Brownman and you, all the television viewers in San Diego, Orange County, LA, Santa Barbara. Um, this is not YouTube, this is not radio, and this is usually where we talk about stuff that we never get to uh, during the longer portions of the show. As always, we're being brought to you by Prize Picks. You can download the Prize Picks app and you can use our code Great Friends, and you can get that first time match 100% up to $100. So, in other words, if you put in $100, bucks, they put in $100, you got $200 to play. You put in $50, they put in $50, you got $100 to play. And uh, I already made those plays. I'm playing that dart kid today. Yeah, baby. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to try and find a stream. I want to watch that. You are? I want to. Where Where would they be streaming darts? I don't know. I always find a way, though. Yeah. There's always hey, a way. man. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, hey man. What? Hey, hey man. man. What? Hey, man. I had to, to, to set up wrong. I was about to ask you a question that didn't pertain to darts. This, this, this portion of the show. <laughs> so I I'll to, tell you guys, right. Oh, I love I'm, getting a little, I'm getting a little hungry right now. Myself. Yesterday, I couldn't help myself. I could not help myself. Yesterday, I went and got a uh, Jersey Mike's number 16, which is the chicken How Philly. Much? It was, um, it was uh, I want to say 12 bucks. And I honestly, Browner, I gave the 15% tip. Okay. You Ra rather than going 20, I, I've, I've you know reduced the best, my tip. You know what the best Zero, part of Jersey? Bro. Zero. I don't mind a right. Jersey Mike's because I see them working. Rate. And I'm talking to them. You know what I'm saying? Boom, 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 boom. We're talking. But, okay. Do you tip at Subway? There's no option. But I. Uh, by, by the way, I haven't been to Subway in like four years. Me so neither. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. My whole, but my point, I'm, I might go to Subway today. My point is this. Okay. Yeah, what, is what is your point? I came to Jersey Mike's. Mm -hmm. I came to Subway. Mm -hmm. I came to Chipotle. Mm -hmm. The point of your job is to make it in front of me because you don't know what I want on it. Mm. So I call. I called it in. See, well, they, whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, like Browner, I, I'm, you, I'm not tipping you, you. Browner, I, because we've done the tipping thing. But have you seen the countdown on the Jersey Mike's in our neighborhood? I have. Yes. Oh, Bro, really? that's the best, dude. They're you opening they one. one yeah. And they got a big old poster in the front. Yeah. Nine. Well, on Monday it was nine, which means today yeah. it's was that this six days five. away, and really? it just says like. And then they they remove it. Oh, like, yeah. Old school, right? Like, five days away, and I was like, "I'll be there, baby." It was going down, <laughs> it was going down, boy. 
boy. All right, so listen, let me let me do this. Let me just say that we didn't get a chance today to talk very much um, about the Padres, although coming up in the next segment, you're going to hear that we're going to try and get into the Padres. We never actually really do. Um, let, let's just kind of go through what what is the latest in Padres spring training because um, trying to keep my eyes on although I'm not like they may be playing games every day. I don't know. I don't watch preseason football. I don't watch they preseason basketball. I don't play. I don't watch preseason baseball. So um, I, I wait for the start of the regular season. That's that's when things get kicked off. So what what is just kind of give us the latest. Let's go through some of what we've uh, what we had prepared for today. And we'll take a look around. Well, this is the important thing, because this was a to me, this was a, a subtle shot, in my okay. opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, the other stuff, we don't know if Merrill's going to make the team. We're sure Profile will make the team. There's other things, blah, blah, you know, whatever. Blake Snell wants a short term. We'll talk about that next minute. We didn't get to this next minute. And to me, this was like the story. Because if I read it correctly, y'all tell me if this was a direct shot from Manny Machado to Bob Melvin. Okay. Manny Machado went on the affiliate in the morning show, mm-hmm. interviewed, and he had this to say about new manager, Big Mike Shilty, saying, quote, Shilty has made it clear. We do have the right guys. We just needed the guy who was going to lead it. The guy who was going to be that guy. He has that FU mentality. It's something that we needed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, is that is that a shot at Bob Melvin? Of course it's a shot at Bob Melvin. But I mean, is it you, a shot to anybody? But is it a shot at himself? Thank you. Because isn't he supposed Thank to be you. the guy? Well, and I mean. And there we have it. And I there mean, we have it. There's too much. There's too. There was too much dissension. And this guy was supposed to be the leader. He was supposed to be the face of the franchise. He's supposed to be the guy that gets everyone's attention in a locker room when we need a rally or we need to calm some nonsense down. He clearly wasn't that guy. And so he, w- I guess he was expecting the manager to do that, and he wasn't that guy either. So well, it was yeah. just a wild room of who does what. Right, but you know what? The year before, when the Padres beat the Dodgers in the postseason, the year mm-hmm. before, guess who was not on that team? Tatis. Xander Bogarts. Right, both. Both of those guys. So, so that what happened is, is last year you reintroduce Tatis to the clubhouse, mm-hmm. and you infuse for the first time Bogarts into the clubhouse, and you already have a disgruntled Bob Melvin who had told <laughs> who people to, who didn't want the job anyway, right, who told people he didn't want to be there anyway, and then right. on the way out the door, what Bob Melvin told people was Fernando Tatis was uncoachable, he was unmanageable. And and maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. But what we do know is, is that Bob Melvin could not handle Tatis. And for as much as Tatis was on his best behavior last year, coming off the steroid suspension, the, the injuries, the, the, injuries the motorcycle accident, right? As much as he publicly seemed to be on his best behavior, because prior to that, prior to the injuries and prior to the steroid suspension, remember... He had already signed that big fat contract and he had an FU attitude to the Padre organization. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing what I want to do. You guys sign me. I'm the face of baseball. I'll do what I want. When he came back publicly, everything seemed to be going nicely for Fernando Tatis. But according to Melvin, who was telling everybody, I got to get out of here because that kid cannot be managed. Maybe he can be, maybe he can't be, but he couldn't be by Melvin. That's for sure. It's funny. Did you guys talk about because the UT interviewed Bob Melvin while I was on vacation, and just like this, just it, the way I read, I don't even know if you guys know what I'm talking no. about. I, we could, we, I'll send you guys a link. Yeah, there's we so didn't many read quotes. Anything while you were gone, we just did the show. That's right. True. We just, we just freewheeled while you were gone. We need to turn it on. Not sure at all. Yeah. But he talked time. to Bryce Miller the other, the other, 
<laughs> the calmness at UT. And he, dude, this guy had no idea how to manage this team. It is so evident. I mean, the record speaks for itself. The drama speaks for itself. But now hearing him say it out loud, he say? didn't have a pulse for this team. Just like, paraphrase you, it. Uh, or, or you actually have the article pulled up. Uh, in the end, we just couldn't sustain anything. All that starts to play on you a little bit. Are we handling it wrong? At least it did for me. Should we try to do things wholesale differently based on the way we executed? I pushed back on Preller, got cranky. I don't feel good about that. Um, he was just like he just didn't know what he was doing. I'm trying to find like the exact ones. Um, okay. And this goes this goes back to what I said before. He was a great manager with the A's with that group, but this group being a guy, a bunch of guys so wealthy and so you know established. His message never got. I think the big one is that he saw the success and what Scott. It's going to allude to what Scott said is I saw the success that we had in 2022. I saw. He said I've never felt. He's this guy's been on World Series teams. He's like that night Saturday night in San Diego when they when they when we beat the Dodgers. I've never felt like that ever in sports. So I wanted to replicate what we did in 2022 and do it exactly the same way in 2023. But he didn't realize you're throwing into Tish, you're throwing in Bogarts, you're throwing a full time Soto, not a part time Mm -hmm. Soto. You're throwing in all these personalities from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Soto came into this thing like, oh, we're going? Okay, we're going. Like, we got to go. Now it's like he did not manage this thing from the get-go. And and listen, a lot of people had said, you know, what the Padres need is they need a fiery manager who, by the way, speaks Spanish and has a more Caribbean attitude because you have a 60-something-year-old white guy and you've got a bunch of ultra-wealthy um, Hispanic ball players, and and there was an assumption that there was a disconnect between old yeah. white guy and young mm-hmm. Hispanic ball players, and probably it's probably true. Well, I do know this: Mike Schilt did go down to the DR this this off season. I don't know if Bob Melvin ever did. You know, at least he's trying. That look, know, man. Andy, hey, Andy Green even went to North Carolina to eat some crappy Mexican food with Will Myers. I remember that very vividly. Yeah, in the good, good white queso. Yep. I just I just think that they're going to have a problem until they establish who is in control. And we know throughout this organization, it's never going to be the manager I'll, as long as A.J. Perla is the general manager. I'll make it a little bit easier for you. They're going to have a problem if Tatis doesn't revert back to MVP level. It's that simple to me. If Tatis is hitting 40 home runs and 100-plus RBIs and he's on base all the time stealing, this team has a chance to get back to 82 wins. I'll, I'll, if they I'll give you guys... Don't, well, I'll, I'll give you my last thought, which is, which is, I think they're going to have a problem if they don't figure out who is the leader in the clubhouse. That's the exact. Thank you. Because, that's because what Brian said. Yeah. All right, because because you can I think tell that's a me, big problem, though. Right, and and I'll tell you right now, Tatis expects to be that, especially if yep. he's the best player. Manny has already proven that he has been that. Bogart, there's just too many personalities. Like somebody's got to be the leader, the quarterback. All right, stick around. We actually have a ton more to get to, including. Five-year anniversary of the collapse of 1090. We'll get there next. All right, great friends. Yo, 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 what's going on? It is Thursday afternoon. Kaplan and crew, got Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios sevenmilecasino.com said at the end of the last segment wanted to get into a little bit of Padres here in this segment we will it's got me uh, thinking I got my Mark Loretta bobblehead doll right here you guys seen on Instagram they have these um, companies 
where they make bobbleheads for you. So like there's this uh, one company and you send them like a picture of you and your wife or you and your girlfriend, whatever. And then they return to you like a bobblehead of you and her, like a couple. I don't care. I mean, it could be anybody, it could be your kids, I guess. But the one that I always see is the bobblehead for the couple. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a, a me and Rachel bobblehead. I think I'm going to do that. Nice, man. Have I mean, you seen people... these? No. You've never seen these before? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, bobbleheads. Browner, you don't seem so high on this idea. No, Browner's a bobblehead denier, you know? I forgot about that. He don't like no yeah. bobbleheads. No, That's he right. don't like bobbleheads. You know, he doesn't understand that when a pod, when the Padres play against somebody really crappy that nobody cares about and they throw out a bobblehead night and the place is jam-packed, you know, and he's like, man, it ain't because of no bobblehead. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Everybody bro, let me bobbleheads. Bro, let me ask you a question. Let Go me ahead, ask you brother. a question. Go ahead, my brother. Who who going to unpack the house to see a uh, unveiling of you and Rachel's bobbles here? Who who's going to come to the house to see the unveiling? Yeah. Nobody. How many seats are how many seats are going to sit at the dinner no. table because you're having a bobblehead <laughs> night? We're not going to be selling any seats. But maybe I was thinking like for a nice birthday present, like that's something completely out of the ordinary that you would never like, expect. You know, yeah, right throw now. that in, throw that in with a good gift too. <laughs> I was, that was that, thank you thank you thank you alex thank you because i was about to say I, the, I think like there's a there's always a time and place for a gift like that a gag if, gift? It is, if it is if it is your exclusive gift you're in yeah, trouble i don't know how that's gonna go i didn't say it was my exclusive gift i just thought it would kind of be like a funny thing what's yeah, this gift for again i'm just saying is like it? when her birthday comes up later in the year that's no, kind of, i mean listen don't, man don't like do that don't the do that. store spencer's has been around for decades because people love a good gag gift you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Get an get an anniversary gift. That'll be a good gag gift as an anniversary gift as a a bobblehead of you two jokers. Actually, don't you get, know what? That's funny you say that because now that you just said is it, it today. No, I don't think it's today, but it's coming up like in March, and I don't know like an exact date. But I'll tell you guys. You know, it's funny. I always think about it like this. Today in would March, be a good day to have an anniversary though, because you only got to do it every four years. Yeah, because right, because today's Facts. the 29th, right, mm -hmm. and today's like mm -hmm. a leap year day. You know, yeah. in in March of 2019 when 1090 was going off the air and falling apart around us that's when i started dating my girlfriend rachel and and you know as we've gotten further and further away from that it's become less and less of a big deal obviously what happened in 1090 but it, it is kind of hard to believe here we're at the end of february and um march always indicates that that time when 1090 one day just all of a sudden the light goes off and the the radio station is off the air and it's five years later, dude. It, it okay, is five we, years later. Can we do? Can we do? Listen, I, I may be the only person that wants to do this, and no one wants to hear this story. And you two may say, "Are you out of your mind?" Okay, let's just get Glickenhaus on on the anniversary <laughs> of the day it all went off the air. All right, it just, all right. Let's, all right, let's try what. to get him on and just have a conversation about, bro, what happened? All right, I'll tell you what. I, 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 I would be in for that. Because I think I think a lot of people listening right now, and by the way, if you're in the YouTube chat, and we Alex, we should post this on on KaplanandCrew.com. Should we bring Von Glickenhaus on Kaplan and Crew Bro. on the on the five year anniversary of 1090 going off the air? That would be that would be, <laughs> for me. That, that would be funny. It yeah. would be a good cover if 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 we can pull that off. We can get Burt Grossman back on here, man. Okay. Okay. Wow. Back okay. Listen. Wait a second. So now, so so if we get Von Glickenhaus on, you're willing to say let we can put Bert back on? Absolutely. I, okay. Then I have a question. 
could we um could we also bring hacksaw on because alex that's has been alex alex has been alex. so opposed to hacksaw for so long i have never been opposed not... to hacksaw i don't know how you <laughs> oh get those words get i said if he can figure it out go for it <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that. I said, I'm not helping. You all can get him on. I'm not helping. <laughs> and by the way, I have the same stance for this one. If y'all can get if y'all can pull it together, go for it. I'm not helping. So wait, so if we if, if Von Glickenhaus can actually figure <laughs> just, out how to sit in front of yeah. a computer and but click if on you a call link. me or if I'm like if I have to go step by step with someone, I'm out, man. I'm not it's twenty twenty four. If you can't figure out a simple link nowadays, I'm out. Glick can do that, dog. Glick can do that. I should I be out on Scott, I guess. I should I guess I, that should put. Yeah, me right. should have been over a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen here. Here, I'll tell you guys real quick. This morning, right? Um, How's the Apple is, Watch? Um, I think I updated it last night. I think <laughs> I did. I actually think I updated it. I think it's completely up to date. Believe it or not, I don't even wear it. I don't even wear the mower. I don't even wear it. So we you just went. Through ten minutes of that for you to not to wear it. Well, I mean, for nothing. I mean, it's, well, for no, nothing. because because my phone kept buzzing me saying, "Hey, you need to update the watch." So it was it was annoying. So I think I actually got it done. But, we spent ten minutes of our life trying to get you to fix your Apple Watch. Now you yeah. won't even put the thing back. I don't on. even wear it. I don't even wear it. Um, I will tell you guys this. I, I'll go get it. I'll get it at the commercial break, and I'll wear. It. Um, so this morning, early this morning, Alex and I are going back and forth on email and Alex created it's right over my left shoulder right now. For those of you that are watching, Alex created this amazing um, ad for blenders eyewear because um, there's a, a billboard. I don't exactly know where I think it's down by San Diego State, but there's a giant billboard and it's got like the San Diego State basketball team on it and they're all wearing blenders. And if you were with us earlier this week, um, Chase Fisher, who's the founder of Blenders, told us this amazing story. He's at San Diego State. He's a student. He went to a club one night. He went to a Target. He bought like these $3 sunglasses. Everybody's like, those are dope. Let me try those on. He's like, they're these garbage sunglasses I got at Target. He went to his roommate, borrowed $2,000 from a guy who had the cash, and he started Blenders. And now Blenders is a multi-gazillion dollar brand. When you've got to deal with Coach Prime, when you've got to deal with Red Bull and Max Verstappen in F1, you are a multi-gazillion dollar company, right? So, Man, did you see the Prime goggles? Oh no! Oh, because Prime skiing now? Because mm -hmm. now he's in Colorado. Show me, show me them Prime mm -hmm. goggles. Because show me my them next, That's my next. That's my next won't. Yeah, that's let me my next. show, show my... me them junts. Oh Ooh, yeah! Put my order in right now. Oh yeah! Put my order in right now. Well, Chase said he's getting us hooked up with like an influencer account where we can get some stuff. So yeah, dude, anyway, sense. so anyway, um, so Chase tells us this story the other day that he is going to sell $75,000 worth of blenders eyewear that all are like San Diego state branded. They're black and red and the whole deal. And he's going to take the money like every dollar. And he's going to give it to the San Diego State basketball team like NIL money. I could just see Chase because I've seen him doing some videos on Instagram where I think he's in the jam center down at San Diego State. And he is like, um, I, I think he's going to walk into the locker room one day with a with a suitcase full of cash. And he's going to and there's there's like 12 or 15, whatever it is, basketball players. And he takes seventy five thousand dollars and he divides it be, between, like I said, like, you know, 10 guys, 12, 15 guys. He's like 10 grand for you. 10 grand for you, 10 G's for you, my brother, you know, and he's going to just hand off this cash to these guys. 
So Alex this morning made this incredible logo that's over my left shoulder. Alex, show everybody full screen it. Look at this, man. Look how freaking cool this is. All these San Diego State basketball players wearing the blenders. And Alex took it. And it, and it says blenders at the top. And it says March Radness. Super cool, dude. So smart. All the players rocking different pairs of, of sunglasses. And at the bottom, it tells you the promo code Kaplan where you can save 20%. So if you're going to buy some new sunglasses, you should buy them through us because you get you get them for 20% off. So Alex sends me this, this, um, this thing. Now, here's what I have to do. I have to take it from an email, essentially move it to my computer, take a little tiny thumb drive, plug it in. Because And by the way, now you don't have computers that have like USB, right? So I have to like have an extension that goes out and another piece and, and a thumb drive goes in. And I move the piece from from Alex's email into my thumb drive. I then plug it back into my TV. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Can't figure it out. What the hell's wrong? What the hell's wrong? I'm on the phone with Alex, like, like totally panicked. Can't get it to work, man. What the hell, bro? Is it me? You know, but it actually took me two me. seconds to figure out. It wasn't me. Took him yeah, three well, tries though. Took him three tries. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. It, it, yeah. Wasn't me. You're welcome. So, Hey, so what's the deal? So, so you, you're out on me just because like you would have to help Von Glickenhaus. You would have to help Hacksaw. You, mm -hmm. you, you're out on me too, huh? I think that I think I'm out on the story now. I think that's more than anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's five years, man. It's five years. It's not over it. You know, like, whatever. and we're, and we're kicking ass now. Yeah. I think if we were struggling, they'd be like, yeah, let's talk about it. But at this point it's like, whatever. Yeah. But I'm oh, down. Yeah. Yeah, just, to, just to see you say Von Glickenhaus next to him. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You think I, I'll bet you he wouldn't come on. No, no chance. <laughs> Cause he'll I be can't. like, dude, he'll be like, dude, you're just going to attack me yeah. and it's going to make me look like a dick. And Bert would tomorrow on the, on the, yeah. On the say fifth Bert, year, come on tomorrow. He would. <laughs> he would. The fifth year anniversary of the station going down. There's a million questions that people have and want to know, or just hear a different side of the story. So. Like dude, 1090 as a person who, joined the ship rather late there are a lot of people who loved that station i run into people all the time who talk about how long they have been listening to 1090 whether it be kids stuck in a car listening as they were growing up or people who have become grown men and listen to it or people listening to it on their way to work whether it be early in the morning or later afternoon the state the signal was a staple and sports fans drive to work in some way shape or form and then for it to be gone, uh, really without any heads up, I think people would want to know what happened. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's why there's three people well, on this show. Well, I don't so know. We can I mean, pass that idea around. Well, here's the thing. You know, if Von Glickenhaus comes on, and let's say he blames the guys who actually own the tower. I would if Mexico, I were him. You Say again? If I were him, I would. Yeah, but hold on. So those two guys... Uh, Bernardo and Andres Bichara, um, they're still the owners. And you have, you have personal experience with this situation. Oh, dude, so I went, you could you could push back and attest to dude, what I, what they say. Yeah, I went to visit with those guys. I've I've stayed in touch with those guys on occasion. I talked to Andres. I talked to Bernardo. I I talked to those guys, and they still own the station. And that's how Bill Hagen did the deal. I haven't spoken to Bill Hagen in a long time, but that's how Bill did the deal. You know, through through those two guys. So I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I'm I'm kind of with Alex. I think people might be over it, but I do think this. What was it? What year did we have uh, Darren Smith come on the show to talk about? The first year. 
it was it was year one, right? So that's four mm. years ago, dude. Wow. Hey, he think probably about, won't come on. Listen, think about this. Think about this. Um, Darren left and went to iHeart, and he's still on the air, and he's doing great. He's got mm -hmm. Marty. Um, ben and Woods were in their infancy when we put them on the air. We only had them on for about a year when the station went down. They've gone on to great success. Um, Coach Quintero, who was an alum, he went on, had a lot of success. Um, mm -hmm. Craig Elston and Annie Heilbrunn, who are now the midday at 97.3, and I realize people are just killing that show, but they were 1090 alums. I mean, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., we pretty much raised that kid. I mean, in, you know, bringing him into this, the fold. Um, listen, a guy like Ryan Leaf, if it wasn't for 1090, Ryan Leaf would not have a broadcast career today, which he does. Uh, there are so many people that had careers. And by the way, that goes for Saw, who, who perpetuated his career. That goes for Cilio, who's now like the star of Philadelphia talk radio, I guess. I don't, I don't really quite get that, <laughs> you know, other than when I see him on, on Instagram where he starts everything off. Big seals here. The Eagles are a joke. They have to fire their coach now. I'm like, bro, it's the middle of the off season. Everybody went through the coaching carousel. Now you're calling for the coaches firing, you know, big seals here. At the Big Sills Radio Compound here, you know, <laughs> I mean, just cracks me up. So it cracks me up that you watch. Oh, I can't get enough of it. I still, mm -hmm. to this day, it's a guilty pleasure for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let me uh, let me get us back on track. B bottom line is this: um, that that sign that's right over my left shoulder for those of you that are watching that blenders, um, it's awesome. And I know a lot of people have said to me, "Why don't they you come have out tomorrow?" By the way, they do. Oh, tomorrow they come out. Yes, Sweet. the the 12s, and I'll nice. show you guys because uh, I 100% am getting this pair tomorrow. Okay, uh, they are sick. All black or the black and red ones here. On I the like right. the black and red ones. Me too. Uh, Saunders wearing them here on the left. You can see, and then uh, give, I believe me the black he's ones. wearing the all black ones. Yeah, give me dude. The black I'll tell you right ones. now. Um, how much are those on the website? Eighty. 80 well, bucks 79 excuse me 70 okay. minus 20 hey, percent for us right right and listen that's just it is like i'm gonna get the, the coach primes and the coach primes are 79 also minus the 20 percent when you use the code kaplan so get those okay, new need, blenders and hook them up need, and help I out need, the san diego state by thing. the way the goal was 75 that doesn't mean it's the max yeah right so the more we sell the better off these kids are as okay, they head to I, I, wherever i need to, i need them coach prime goggles oh, i don't know what to tell y'all yeah. i need them coach prime Netflix goggles ones. Looking good. Shout out right? to my Netflix. Netflix and chills over here. I'm telling y'all, I need them primes. I need yeah. them prime goggles. I know. I'm waiting for uh, Chase to set us up with like this influencer account where we can mm -hmm. get like a deeper and even deeper. Like I guess this blue lights. Oh, I, yeah, I, I need. I need deep. the blue lights, dude. I need you know the blue lights I go too. Deep. Dude, you know yesterday, I go real deep. Yeah, I swear to you guys, yesterday I couldn't see a god. I, I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see a goddamn thing yesterday. Um, like uh, honestly, my computer is four feet in front of me. I couldn't see anything. It was everything was blurry. Okay. And I wear these like little readers. I've shown you guys my readers that has, that makes everything close, nice and, and yeah. crystal clear. I went to see my eye doctor. I'm telling you, like two months ago, my man was like, dude, you have 20, 20 vision. I'm like, bro, I can't. I can't have 20, 20 vision. I can't see a damn thing, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway. Look at me and my blue lights. Looking mm -hmm. sharp. This could, All right, be listen, this could be you right this now could on be the us. internet. While you hitting that like button, this could be you wearing these glasses. Yeah, let's see if we can get to 100 likes today on YouTube. Yeah, I know man, that sounds pathetic. Likes. It does. It kind of sounds pathetic. Listen, <laughs> it's like don't, don't, only 100. Listen, don't judge people like that. You well, got to start where you start at. Okay. Yeah, wait. Hey, look, we finally got over 8,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's right. That's right. A long ass time, Jack. That's right. All right. Let me go into a little bit of Padres here for a second. Um, and I and I actually do want to get into some Jim Harbaugh 
and some chargers coming up a little bit later on. I will, I will get there. And uh, I'm Tom Brady's going to make it onto the show today. I don't mean him personally. I just mean like a Tom Brady story. So we got a lot to get to still to come. Um, as far as the Padres go, I, I'm keeping my eye. I, I will admit I'm keeping my eye on a little bit of Padres, a little bit of Dodgers, you know, Otani and, you know, his first home run, Yamamoto. Congratulations. To he got married. Oh, or he no, announced, no. he announced his marriage. Really? Yeah. Japanese girl? wild that you can be that famous. Yeah. You only put like a, in Japanese, you put on Instagram. Hey, I got married this off season, by the way. It's crazy to me. You could be that famous in that country and not even, people didn't even know he had a girlfriend. Like wow, that's crazy. That? Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, how about how about this? You guys know where uh I mean LeBron James, um, I'm he's been he's been here to the Grand Del Mar for many uh occasions, and people just kind of don't even realize it. You know, there it is you can be that famous, and sometimes you can kind of get around without people knowing your stuff. Um, I didn't know that about Otani, so mazel tov to Otani. Um a, do do a Japanese woman, do you know? Is she a woman I from oh, oh no yeah, I mean, we no no pictures, no nothing, huh? Okay. Uh, anyway, so back to spring training. So Otani home run, Yamamoto first uh, outing looked really good. The Dodgers spent so much money and, and, you know, they got Otani, but they only have Otani, the hitter this year. They'll have Otani, the pitcher assuming next year. And then they went out and they spent a bunch of money on other arms. So, you know, we was having this conversation yesterday to me, Dave Roberts, it's like it's world series championship or bust this year. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the next and, few years, well, right. But it's not even like the, um, even Otani not pitching is not an excuse. Like Otani not pitching doesn't matter because they went out and they got these other arms and they spent all this money. If Otani was pitching, they wouldn't be allowed to lose more than 30 games. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But when I but I'm keeping my eye on the Padres too. And it looks like the Padres are, I mean, it seems like all indications are that this young kid's going to be their starting center fielder. So Alex, tell us uh, what the the new manager, Mike Schilt, I think Schilty. That's what people troublemaker. That's, that's hard to say. Shilty. That's what people. That's what call people call Mike. Him. Kill, big Mike Shilty. Call him Shilty. Nah. Mike. Mm. Nah, I know an actual big guy named Big Mike. I'm well, I think like Mike. I, I think that the uh, the big story, yes, is Jackson Merrill. Uh, he's he's on track to make the team. Uh, um, they did sign an outfielder yesterday, who's like a journeyman. We'll see what happens with that. But according to Dennis Lynn, they are also interested in reuniting with Tommy Pham, which the three of us are on. We're all on board. I think. Oh, please, please. If there's a baseball god, please. Although if you listen to the show post stabbing, maybe he doesn't like us, but we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, Not me. He don't like y'all. He don't like y'all. Blake Snell. Some people still want him back. Browner. Uh, He is now open to a Bellinger type deal with short term with opt outs. Well, I I I suppose it's called. Who said that yesterday on the show? It's called desperation, by the way. It's called he needs to fire his his agent if that's what if he genuinely turned down turned down 150 million guaranteed dollars and now he's doing short term opt outs Scott Boris might have overplayed his hand here fellas or I might have nailed this he doesn't want to play for the Yankees right he more he, interested in right. lifestyle he, he does well he does he doesn't want that pressure you know and, so and what if he could, what if he could get 26 million from the Padres for three years I, I every still year find you can opt out to, I, I I still find it hard to believe that the Padres would give him a $26 million deal this year, even if there were back-to-back opt-outs, because the the, the risk is, is that he doesn't opt out. And now you've got him for three years and, and $80 million. And I listen, guys, I, I don't have access to the Padres checkbook, okay? And I don't even know who this new owner is who's now like leading their ownership group. Like I literally don't know who he is. But 
just based on what happened last year and Peter's death and they're, they're having to borrow money late in the year. And those reports, I find it very hard to believe that the Padres are going to add anybody. So they're not going to add an outfielder. They're not going to add a pitcher. So we're just going to go in with a hundred million dollar less. Like, so this is just where we're at now. Let's just get used to it and let's just embrace ours, embrace the new reality, put it in your brain. This is the team. Yes, I think that's very like to me that I've resigned to that. This is the team. I'm, Your team I'm is Manny Machado. I can't, I can't, I can't I run with this that. outfield. I can't I run with this outfield. That. I can't. Well, you better put your shoes on. Better put your shoes on. Yeah, you're gonna need lace, to run lace, out there. Lace up, little fella. Yeah. All right, stick around. Hold on. We'll we'll pick it back up from right here. And then, like I said, I want to get in some Chargers, some Tom Brady. Stick around. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hi, everybody. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the brown man, the entire mishbucha in the house, coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. We'll have our highlight of the day presented by Tori Holistics coming up in a few minutes. But before we do, I mentioned that we were going to get back into this uh, Padre conversation that we started. But hold on a second. Here to jump in to add fuel to the fire here today, a guy who we're all going to see this upcoming Saturday night, two shows, Grand Comedy Club, Escondido, Jason Lawhead is here. What's up, Law? What up? How you doing? Do good, man. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I hear you great. great. Man, we got great. this construction going on across the street, and it is like it is incredible what they're doing right now. So I can hear it like crazy. It feels we like can't hear it. We can't. Good, hear it. Man. But you want to know what something they, what funny? They dude? Well, hold on a second. Here's the thing. I, I drove by the other day. I haven't I haven't driven down that road in a really long time. This is in Solana Beach. It's on Stevens. It's um, well, if you tell the address, well, it's not really the address. It's as well, important. It's, but it, yeah. but if here's Loma Santa Fe <laughs> up north, here's Via de la Valle, and here's Stevens that goes through. And Jay, I drove by the other day, and I I looked up on the hill, and I think there used to be like several hundred apartments up there, all and, gone, several and, hundred, dude, leveled. The leveled. whole thing was I, I I thought they were like refurbishing or something. I don't know what they're doing across the street from you, but bro, I drove by and saw that hill and it was just one giant hill of dirt. I went naked. Wasn't there, weren't there like it, a whole bunch of apartments up there? What are they building? Dude, it looks like they're salt mining over here. It, it, it is <laughs> unbelievable. The amount of heavy machinery and equipment they leveled. I think there was on that property, like we live in a small townhome community across the street. Not many, like four buildings, a handful of units in every building. This was a campus, several, several buildings of double level apartments, um, tennis courts, all this kind of stuff, dog park within the place. Huge, huge from St. If you know where St. James church and school is, like you said, all the way down to Stevens, um, they leveled, I, I would say probably close to 500, uh, living situations between apartments and whatever else there was. Mm -hmm. Um, and there, who knows how long this project is going to take. Cause this, this started in April, they started knocking the buildings down. Now they're just in a middle of a huge excavation project. And but you don't know what they're building? Well, they're building higher end homes and condo like a luxury apartment homes. I don't think there's going to be as many units as there was because it, it, that was a, a bit more of an affordable type of situation with a lot of apartments and a in, you know kind of on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Where I, I think from just a few of the surveyors I've talked to. Just, you know, hey, man, what's going on over here with it up and down the street? Um, 
the little info I've gotten is obviously um, like some luxury apartment homes, some bigger than others, you know, some nicer than others, but it's not going to be as many. So the housing shortage continues because they they took away, you know, so many and they're only putting in so many more. So well, they're I mean, all coming over here, Jason. They're all coming to North Park because yeah. as soon as North a little Park looks as soon as a little square of land opens up, they're like apartments. Yeah, like it is crazy, man. They just shut a if church you, down like two years ago. That thing's gonna be yep. like fifty million yeah. apartments, dude. Wow. They're, yeah, because this was all supposed to happen before COVID. We got. I remember when we first moved in here, we got this thing from the city about you can attend city council meetings to to discuss this whole project. Then COVID put the brakes on, and then like the whole year of twenty twenty three, basically we noticed, and it was weird. It was eerie because there were there would be hundreds of people coming up the hill to get back home to the apartments or parking cars on the streets and they just like a domino effect they just started going away and less and less people say so they were just waiting till leases were up not renewing them letting those apartments go vacant until all the property was cleared by i think it was like september 2023 was the last tenants to get out and it was a ghost town it was weird by the time uh, the last, you know, handful of tenants were out and then they just started taking a wrecking ball to it. Wow. Wow. That's, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, I drove by the other day and Crazy. I was like, and I actually almost turned in. I was like, yeah, maybe I should go see if Lawhead's home. And I, you know, I, I just was about to turn. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to keep going straight. Cause I was going somewhere. And I looked up and I saw on the Hill that it was gone. And it's a weird thing. Like when Qualcomm stadium went down, you could drive by the Mission Valley location and be like, oh my God, dude, a stadium used to be there for the last 50 years. And now the whole, it's just naked. Um, and even now I drive by and I'm like, I still can't believe what's going on here. You know, that, that they built a new stadium. So, all right, well, we can't hear the noise behind mm -hmm. you. Hey, Jay Law is here. Let, let us have a few minutes to start off with this because we'll, I, hopefully we'll get back to this Padre conversation. Saturday night. Yeah. Browner. And Lawhead. And by the way, we saw that picture that you put out the other day of Lawhead and friends all performing at uh, the Grand Comedy Club where you're sitting there and you're not looking, but you're sucking on a big fat stogie. That was a sweet picture. Here, here That's it is. Sweet, huh? That is, yeah, that is really sweet. Yeah. So I was just back in uh, back in Northeast Ohio last week doing a, a gig, a big corporate gig. And uh, the guy that did my wedding, Joe Cologne, who's a, a Lorraine, Ohio uh, native, a great photographer. I hit him up months before, said, hey, we're going to be I'm going to be in town. I, I got these ideas from some different promo picks, told him he loved it. We got some other cool ones, just regular headshots some poster form stuff, some different uh, stuff. So he spent a couple hours with me. And my good friends at Speak of the Devil uh, Cocktail Lounge, uh, they've just got a great alley, a great industrial type of bar that we we took some shots sitting at the bar and different looks and really happy with it. And uh, so thanks, Joe Cologne. Thanks to everybody out there. And yeah, I mean, it couldn't have gone better. It was a nice, easy two and a half hour photo shoot. We got everything we wanted and boom, it was it was over. Nice. So, well, hey, listen, you got some good stuff now to use for, like you said, for promos. So mm -hmm. this Saturday night, just tell us, tell us about the two shows at the Grand Comedy Club that you and Brown are going to be on. I am planning on coming out for the 830 nice. show. Nice. Yeah, I like to go out and support you guys. In fact, I've been recruiting yeah. friends. I'm like, hey, you want to go see some comedy? And, and everybody's like, yeah, let's go. So I'm, I'm, I'm beautiful. Trying yeah, trying to get a bunch of people to come out there uh, with us on Saturday night. Yeah, I think we should have some good crowds. I know a lot of the, my my old uh, repping buddies, a lot of them always want to come see me. So uh, there's a group of some of those, you know, my wife and some of the friends that she's uh, got, clients and, and different people. So, 
yeah, we're going to do two shows. It's going to be great. I'm going to be headlining uh, the 6.30 and 8.30. Browner's going to be on there as one of the featured act. We got uh, a girl by the name of Victoria Parra who's going to be doing some time. Uh, my friend Connor Costello, really funny guy. He's a door guy at the, the comedy store, really strong comedian. He's going to be hosting, and um, it's going to be great. If you haven't been down to Grand Comedy Club, it's a nice, fun little club. We've got a great little venue down in downtown Escondido, easy to get to, lots of parking around town on the streets and, and whatnot, back streets, and they serve really good food. They've got some pizza, some salads, some subs. You can order food when you're there. Um, bar, the whole nine yards. So easy to get to early shows, even the late show, you know, we're done by 10 o'clock and you're home in bed. Um, so, you know, if you're older and, uh, whatever, it's an attractive, those are attractive times. I like doing the earlier shows. That was something when I first started doing stand up, man, the first shows on weekends would start at eight o'clock. They would be eight and 10 30. And, uh, nobody thought anything of it. Like nobody ever thought for a long time, move these early shows up. People want earlier shows. And then it just kind of started clicking with some clubs. I think mostly clubs that started, you know, uh, catering more to a dinner crowd on Fridays and Saturday nights, started bumping it up to 7.30. And then they were like, ooh, people like this. We'll go to 7. Boom, 7 o'clock. And man, even a lot of clubs are, are already at 6.30 for early shows. And I love it because you're in, you can have a nice meal, enjoy a show and if you're at the early show heck you're done by eight o'clock you know yeah i'm going yeah. to movies tonight and it starts at 7 30 i'm like damn that's so late dude oh dude wait, <laughs> right. wait, i'm gonna go home to like i'm not gonna go home to like 10 30 tonight well you're movies ready, the previews aren't done until you know mm -hmm. it's eight o'clock so yeah last night i was um a friend of mine had uh, asked us to join him to go to a concert at the sound at the del mar fairgrounds and i'm like oh man it's the lakers clippers do i do this so i i'm i'm that annoying guy that we went to a dinner beforehand and I'm watching the game on my phone. Then we wind up going to the sound. It's nine o'clock at night. I'm telling you the Lakers were down by 21 points, but for some reason I kept my phone on. I wanted to see what would happen, but I don't want my girlfriend to see that I'm doing this. So we're sitting there. It's nine Oh seven PM. And the band has not yet come up on stage. I'm standing behind her. So she doesn't see that I'm watching the game on my phone. <laughs> there's like two minutes left in the game. The Lakers have made this crazy comeback. Rui hit that three that put him up by three. And I'm, I'm, and the band is on the stage. And these guys called the Wood Brothers, these three guys who play about nine instruments at the same time. I'm not joking. Like the drummer is playing the drums and he's singing and he's playing the keyboards. And the bass guy is playing the bass and the harmonica and he's singing. And the lead singer's playing the guitar, and he's singing like, and I'm, it, they're unbelievable. These guys, a band you've never heard of, but there were several thousand people there last night. And I'm watching the game on my phone, um, and now the band is still playing. It's 10:49 p.m. I'm like, bro, bro, I'm like, I gotta go, and yeah. but nobody wants to leave because the guy who invited everybody, he's sitting right to my to my right. And finally, his wife says, hey, I'm going to leave. Would you guys give him a ride home? We're like, no, let's give you a ride home and leave him. <laughs> so, yeah. so so we said goodbye to everybody. And then as we got to the parking lot, everybody else was joining us because they were like, dude, I got to go. I mean, it was way past my bedtime last night. So I feel you, man. Yeah, so, man. I and then even COVID, I think, even got people in bed earlier than that. So now we're at this point of kind of culture where it's like, I want to be home. And in bed, even if even if I'm a guy that likes to have a few drinks or party a little bit, uh, it ain't like it used to be. People aren't closing bars anymore. Yep, I agree. Jason Lawhead is here. Jason Lawhead is headlining Saturday night 
at the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido, two shows, 6.30 and 8.30. Browner is going to be a featured comedian on those shows. And tomorrow, Lawhead will be here to do the entire yeah. show because I got a whole bunch of other business that I got to deal with tomorrow. So Lawhead will fill in tomorrow. Hey, um, Alex, let's get us uh, let's get back on track here for a couple mm -hmm. minutes, and then I, I want to get to the highlight of the day. Hey, Jay, have you seen our new uh, our new Blenders ad, by the way, with the San Diego State basketball team? Have you seen this? I did. I just caught that little reel uh, yesterday. Really cool. Yeah, so the San Diego State basketball team, the guy who owns Blenders, you know the Blenders sunglasses store in, in Encinitas? I do now. Okay. Oh, you've never been there? I, I didn't I, until I saw you guys advertise, and I got to be honest with you, I never – I didn't know it. No. You didn't, you've never heard of blenders? No. So that advertising is working because I didn't know about it. So I <laughs> Dude, heard the, it from you guys. The, the story, that Chase? The story of the guy, Chase Fisher, he's a student at San Diego state. He goes to a club one night. He buys crappy $3 sunglasses from target. Everybody thinks they're dope. He decides to start a sunglass company. Now he's got coach prime. Now he's got max oh, for Stappen of S of yeah. F one. And now uh, he's got, and he's got Kaplan and crew, right? He's got brick and mortar stores. And and, San Diego State Aztecs. Right, and he's got the Aztecs. And look at this ad. So there, there's billboards all over San Diego. It's sweet. And, dude, tomorrow they start selling these sunglasses that are San Diego State-themed, and they're trying to raise $75,000 to give to the San Diego State basketball team as they go into the NCAA tournament. Here are the two pairs. They're $79 each. But, Jay, through us, you get a 20% discount. So you got to check these out. Oh, I can see Jay's. Oh, those are sweet. Yeah, like I got to put my readers on to see cool sunglasses. <laughs> that's how that's how hip I am. Oh, I got a whole chunk of material. I got a whole new chunk of material on these readers, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait to see you perform on Saturday night. Yeah, so, those are sweet, dude. That's awesome. That's cool. Twenty percent savings when you use our promo code Kaplan. Nice. I may so have to get. I may, may have to snatch a pair. I just, yeah. you know, when I was in Milan a few months ago, I bought. Oh, I was in a. You know, oh, like, when I, we were fashion shopping in Milan, oh. and I got myself a really nice pair of Ray Bans. No, set, don't do that. What a waste of money. Set me back, but they Dude. were like they were um, really nice. And yeah, but then you're gonna lose them or wait. break them. No, I didn't. I've, I've been so good. I've been so good. It's incredible how good I. When you spend. Oh, oh, it happened. Oh, it happened. There oh, it is. All had broke there up. It, it happened. It did. Yeah. It did. It happened. Yep. It normally happens. Yeah. And, and what'll happen now is he'll probably go like completely black. Okay. Mm -hmm. He just fell right off. I can, By the way, so come back. Th there are these crows in my backyard that are the size of like skunks. Every time I see one walk by, I'm like, what the hell is that? Freaking giant crows, bro. <laughs> Monsters, dude. Are they real? Oh yeah, they're real, dude. All right, let me do this. Can we get to a highlight of the day before Lawhead comes back? Because I think this this highlight is really, really funny. And then at some point, we were trying to get back to the Padres. Maybe I was we'll going to change my highlight, but I'll, I guess I'll stay with what it was. Um, okay. Promo code BetterBud at Tory and California Holistics. Spend 75 bucks minimum, and you'll get 20% mm -hmm. off your purchase at Tory Inc. Just 20% off all across the board for the group. Yeah, we're purchase. just hooking everybody up. We're just hooking everybody up, man. Yep. Tory and California Holistics. Promo code BetterBud. Better. Bud. All right. Uh, how long ago was Tom Brady at the NFL Combine where everybody made fun of how slow and pudgy and unathletic he was? About um, 20, 20 years ago. Some years ago. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady, who has probably been the best shape of his life right now, has been doing this ad with Noble, which is like his, I guess, new partner for whatever clothing. Mm -hmm. He went to run a 40 to see how he would match up with his 25-year-old self back then. Here's okay. how it went. 
All right, here's Brady. So 46 or 24 years ago. And Tom Brady is currently faster now than he was at 22. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. That is a, a law heads back. Jay, did you, see, oh. did you just see that? Yeah, I saw that actually earlier uh, on some other uh, scrolling. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. I mean, here he is at 46 years old, and they they somehow put him side by side. And, and wow. And 46-year-old Tom Brady beat 25-year-old Tom Brady. Should we should we assume that that's really 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 real, or should we assume that for the purposes of whatever he's doing it for that they doctor? I mean, it up if sure. you're gonna doctor it up, you can't. You gotta go more than a head, a piece like a right. sliver of head. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Tom Brady runs a four five now. Like that's how I would, you know. Well, I mean, at forty five, should have been some space his... between the two people running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In his last year in the NFL, I mean, statistically, he was beating out almost every 25 or 30-year-old that was starting around the league when you looked at his yards and attempts and everything else he was doing. So um, it's a bit surprising, but it doesn't I, – I, to me, it doesn't come as a complete shock because when you look at, like, photos of him when he first entered in and photos of him when he left, I mean, you know – that diet, that HGH and, you know, all that stuff and supplements that weren't there in the beginning um, had taken its, you know, really implemented money, itself. And money can his, do to the body. That's what, yeah, that's what he looks like. Yeah, physiology, per, per, you know, private doctors, nutritionists, physiologists that you can afford around the clock. You can afford to have them live in a guest house on your property at four. Kale panties, all that. Yeah, well, exactly. and the other thing is, is when you're a when you're a young kid coming out of Michigan and you don't really have any form and you don't know uh, and your body's not technique, like, right, right. And, and so then, so you're just running what you know, which is, hey, I'm preparing for the combine and I'll do the best I can. But exactly. twenty plus years later, you're like, I'm a better athlete. I'm in better shape. I, my nutrition is better. And even at 46, I'm faster than yeah. I was when I was 25. I can buy that. Right. Yeah. You're practicing. You're you're working with agility coaches and everything from the time you're. You know. It, you never had that. Like you said, you never had those guys um, at that level teaching you and training you at 25. Yeah, and the combine nowadays is is basically useless. It's all about like how tall are you really? You know, mm -hmm. are your knees intact? Because, you know, back in, you know, whenever this thing started, it, every, everybody's tape and thing wasn't so accessible as it is now. You know, like it, it doesn't mean anything anymore. That's why nobody throws anymore. That's why nobody, yeah, right. nobody drills anymore. Right. Yeah, it helps a dude workouts. from, you know, it, it might help a dude from San Diego State. It might help a guy like that might not be drafted, but it's, dude, nowadays the, the combine ain't. Alex, what were you going to do uh, for your other highlight? Because I think I know what, what you were going to do. No, you that... don't, because I just saw it a little bit ago. Oh, okay. This is, how, this is how you get your draft stock to tumble. Okay. Texas Tech defensive back Tyler Owens mm -hmm. went on his podium today mm -hmm. and told all reporters that he doesn't believe in space outside <laughs> of our atmosphere. <laughs> I love the gesture. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, not, not space between a receiver and a DB. Like, he doesn't believe in outer space. Mm -hmm. And he also says that flat earthers have very valid points. Mm -hmm. I'll continue. Mm. Illinois tight end Tip Ryman. Yes, Tip Ryman. Just the tip. Told reporters today, pigeons are not real. That's why I asked if you thought those ravens <laughs> were real. He said, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? How do we know that power lines aren't 
pigeon recharging stations. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting oh theory. Interesting there you go. Theory. Yeah. So that's not interesting. That's not interesting. Don't entertain that. that I like. Have you ever <laughs> seen a baby pigeon? Have you ever seen, like, has he ever heard of a nest? <laughs> <laughs> or you, know, you know, that's where these baby birds do live before they come out. Right. Like, just right. because you might see a small bird that's a finch, it, it's not a baby. It's just mm -hmm. a smaller version of a bird. Yeah, you've never seen a, a baby pigeon because they're waiting to grow up. Hey, that's big what guy. The adult pigeons are doing what? in the park. They're finding them food. Hey, Tip. I, I, I don't care if you care whether space exists or not, brother. Can you tackle? Can you get to the quarterback? Because I don't need to you know if you can help me get to bit, though, right? No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. Can you sack the quarterback? A little bit. Exactly. If you got well, a bunch of flat earthers on your team, you got a you got a team of, of idiots. Like that's what if we go team. to the Super Bowl? I don't want them to be people smart. I want them to be football smart. You can right. be you can be world dumb. Be a football genius. Aaron Rodgers is world dumb. He's a football yeah. genius. Well, Riders remember when flat this football field? That's what matters. Let's go. Remember when Jared Goff? Everybody thought Jared Goff was dumb because of that first year that he was on hard knocks. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was that he did when he was in like the Goodyear blimp that everybody made fun of him for. Do you guys remember? He, oh, no, that sounds familiar though. Yeah. He had some comment, you well, know, CJ Stroud. They thought he was done because his wonder lick or whatever was like, right. Wrong. Or yeah. wrong. <laughs> Dexter, Manley, Dexter Manley couldn't read his own name and yet he dominated the Dallas Cowboys in an NFC championship game to send the Redskins to a super. Y'all all know how I feel about Frank Gore. Yeah. Great football player. Well, I'm gonna keep uh, Floyd Mayweather. I'm gonna keep my eyes on great Tyler boxer Owens, Tyler Owens and Tip Ryman. I'll be looking for you in day three of the draft when you're not there. All right, everybody, hang on, radio listeners. We got a lot more we're gonna get back to. Stick around um, for everybody who's watching on YouTube, everybody who's listening on audio podcast. We're gonna go get uncensored right now. But radio listeners, stay right where you are. This is Kaplan and Crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Those that's don't get old. Said. Those don't get old. No, they don't get Never. old. Any, anytime really you say don't. that's what she said, it, it yeah. always works. Yeah. Nailed like I would works. lose, I would lose my shit up when the office, when Steve Carell always did it. Like I fucking lost my shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Hey, since the best, uh, it's the best one liner in history. So mm -hmm. since law's still here uh, for uncensored and we do encourage and, and hope that everybody will come join us on Saturday night for the lawhead yeah. Browner comedy. Oh, show. we're rolling. I didn't even know we were rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> um, Hey, dude, can we just cup. have – let me tell you guys something. It has a big cup. Jay, let's see that cup. That's a big motherfucking cup. That's like a okay. big gulp of coffee. Yeah, it's pretty Probably. big. It's bigger than your head. Yeah. You know? Yo, that is a big no. cup, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> or your well, head's tiny. We, uh, <laughs> some friends of ours got, got us – we, we got married, and some friends of ours at the wedding got us a hubby and a wife cup. Is it, is it for two people cup. to drink out of at the same mm. time? Scott. Well, no, Instead of the bobbleheads. Well, you know yeah. it would go well with the mug. Yeah, oh, Jason head. and his wife bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, hey. let me ask you, hold on, hold on, Jason. Is this a good gift? If you gave your wife a bobblehead of you and her, which occasion would best represent that gift? Like meaning like like a birthday, an anniversary, that kind of occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I would think that would be like a white elephant Christmas gift. <laughs> again, again. like if we were at a white elephant party and we had to get each other a christmas gift i don't know if i if i got my wife a me and her 
bobblehead. I'm going to wait until I have Parkinson's. For your anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> maybe down the road, maybe 25, 30 years down the road. And then it looks like I'm actually that guy. You know? Oh, so, my God. Oh, that's great. It is uncensored. Hey, dude. Um, it is uncensored. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we didn't talk about this today on the show at all. We would never have gotten to it. But um, I got to tell you guys, I was super, super sad yesterday wow. when I found out that Richard Lewis died. Mm. Now, um, I will tell you guys, I love Richard Lewis as a stand-up comedian. He was one Ohio of my State early, graduate. Yeah, one of my early favorites. Um, when I was in college, this is like 2000, no, it was like 1989-ish. We had this um we had this theater on campus. It was called the Syria Mosque. Mm -hmm. And I'd seen the B-52s there. And um, it, they tore it down. I don't remember what they turned it into. But when I was in college, they tore it down. It was right across the street from this uh, this war memorial where, um, what's the name of the Jodie Foster movie with uh, Anthony? Taxi Driver? No, 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 no. Um, with uh, the psycho guy. Um, oh, uh, Silence people. of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. They shot a big part of Silence of the Lambs right across ah, the street. Okay. So um, it's like 1989. And Richard Lewis is coming to do stand-up at this place called the Syria Mosque. But I'm not talking in the same theater where the B-52s played. I'm talking like downstairs, like they turned it into a little comedy club, right? Jason, Richard Lewis yeah. comes out and he's got a piano on the stage, not that he's playing it. And he has a, a, a legal pad like I have right here. Only the pages were torn out and they were taped together. And he must have like rolled it up like a scroll. There must have been like 75, 80 pages of paper, handwritten notes, taped page to page to page so that he could roll it up. And then he sat it on the piano and he did. He walked around the stage. Oh, quite frankly, quite frankly, I've got issues. Quite frankly, I, I don't know. I, my, my therapist, quite frankly. I, you know, right. And totally and, neurotic. Right. And dude, he kept going back to the paper. Over and over and over. What am I going to do? Oh, I don't know what to talk about next. I don't even know. I've got issues. Quite frankly, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Right. And he freaking goes back to the paper and he goes, goes back to his notes. Oh, oh, okay. Here's something else I want to talk about tonight. And I watched him on stage. I'm 19 years old. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's unbelievable. First, he's got the balls to walk out here. Not with a prepared act with fucking paper, dude, taped together like a fucking scroll. And then, I mean, stream of consciousness. Convince me he didn't know what he was going to talk about. Maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he did. But, man, I love Richard Lewis. That was he, I was 19 years old, so we're talking like 35 years ago, right? Um, and I loved him on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I thought he was hilarious with Larry David. So and, to, and 76 years old, guys. I mean, listen, Parkinson's he had, yeah. uh, but he had a heart attack. But he, he had a heart attack and just, and not that he, I, he didn't die like from the heart attack. He died like after the, you know, the heart attack. Yeah. 76 is not that old. Yeah. He, uh, he had a lot of years where he uh, didn't take care of himself. Yeah. Meaning, you had know, a big alcohol a, problem. There was a, a long lot time. of alcohol and yeah. pill problem throughout yeah. the, your life. And that's going to do a lot to your organs and the things that are in there. And, and as you get older, that's, and yeah, he was, he was, you know, I, when I was really turned on to comedy as a kid in the eighties, you know, in those impressionable teenage years, um, you know, comic relief was one of the big things I would glue, to, you know, you could, you could see comics on Carson. You could see, 
you know, eventually there was like an A&E's evening at the Improv, or maybe a little half hour show here or there. And you could maybe see some stand up on HBO, but that was reserved for the greats like Carlin and and uh, Pryor usually. So uh, Comic Relief came along, you know, Billy Crystal and uh, Robin Williams and, and Whoopi Goldberg came to help the homeless with all those great specials. And they would do a couple of year and he was a fixture on those. And I always really loved him. And I had the chance to. When, when I was in college at Ohio State, me and my buddy Mark Coba were sitting just a few rows behind him at the Ohio State-Indiana game when we clinched a share of the Big Ten title. It felt like the first Big Ten championship in a long time, you know, at that time. Um, Eddie George had a big game, and and he was hooping up the crowd. He was wearing his old, like, 19, I think he was class of 70 or 69, and he was wearing an old Ohio State, like, letter code, and he was hooping up the crowd. And then I had the honor, over a decade later, get the honor to actually personally meet him and talk to him as a, you know, young employee slash starting out comedian when he came through to Headline Hilarities. And a sweet guy, you know, neurotic, but very nice, very cordial to younger comedians and give them the time of day. And um, so, uh, yeah, there was a couple of, and it was interesting because the, the weekend I saw him perform, I think maybe four or five shows. It was either like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday. Um, he would either have a really good set or he would really struggle and he would, you know, wasn't getting a crowd or he would be a little over neurotic or if that was his, you know, MO was to be like, look like he's not prepared and maybe whatever it was, but uh, his greatest, I think eventually that's, it's a lesson though. When, it, when you talk about persistence and career and, and what you go after, I think the greatest work he ever did in his career was at the end with curb your enthusiasm. So um, it's a testament to him that he was able to just kind of, you know, withstand it all. It's a tough business, especially when you're going through battles of alcohol and fame peaks and valleys of fame and popularity to kind of get to where he was on curb your enthusiasm at the end. And what it, the work he was able to do with Larry David is, uh, you know, to have that kind of be like the, the last thing you might remember about him is a pretty darn good thing. Yeah, I know. I know. That's, That's the only thing I know him from. Yeah. From curb. Yeah. And it's crazy because that show's been on air for so fucking long. That like mm -hmm. if you look at season one him because I just rewatched show not that long ago and then the last time you see him on you're like how long has this show been on this fuck on yeah twenty four years in fact you know the new the new season which is That's apparently crazy. the final <laughs> season um, I, I I turned it off episode one you know I love the Leon character and they Larry went with Leon to go visit his like you know the mother or whatever in in somewhere in the south and the the f everybody's fighting. You know, and Leon's fighting, the mother's fighting, Larry's fighting, everybody. Ah, ah, ah. And like, that's sort of the bit, like everybody's always into fighting and everybody's fighting about everything. But it was so annoying that I actually, I, I turned it off. I don't know if you guys wow. are watching the last season. Of I haven't watched. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't started. I, yet. I binge shows. My brain has been wired to binge shows. Mm -hmm. So I avoid shows until they're all out. Yeah, I, I'd probably go back to it. But I'll tell you, man, my girlfriend was like, I can't believe you're having me watch this. I'm like, oh, all right. She's not into it. You know, yeah. Anyway, all right. So Jay, um, tomorrow you're in. Yeah, I'm out. You're I'm out. I'm in, in. I'm in for you tomorrow, and then Saturday. You know, in case uh, you didn't hear, if you go buy tickets uh, online or at the door, and you use promo code ten ninety, you'll get a discount to ten dollars. And oh, I didn't 17. know that. I didn't yeah, know so that. Yeah, so seventeen dollar ticket regularly. Um, but if you put in ten ninety when you buy them online, or say it as if you walk up, hey, you know, uh, here for the ten ninety code, they'll give you a ten dollar ticket to come see Browner sure. and I and uh, Connor and Victoria, and it'll be a fun night, dude. 
Can't wait. And I'm telling you, downtown Escondido is fun. Like you can get there. It is. You get there at like seven, go have dinner, and then come to the show. Yeah. And or if you just if you're kind of just running right to the show, like I said, Grand's got some good food. They've got some good pizza. They've got a couple other selections there you can have, some garlic knots, some subs, some salads. So um, yeah, you know, wine, beer, liquor, I think uh, a little mixed drinks here and there. Whatever your flavor. Little mixed drinks here and there. You hear that, Alex? Yeah. He ain't coming. This guy ain't coming. He's sending love and support, but he ain't coming. That's all right. Thoughts He's come prayers. to a lot of shows. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Mm -hmm. Thoughts and prayers from this young brother right here. All right, Jay. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. A lot of fun. Yeah, man. I can't wait. To everybody else, peace out. Uh, we'll see you guys all tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, thanks for being here, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace out, everybody. Bye.